You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. I believe the day today is Monday, 21st of June. Is it the 21st already? Yeah, I know. 21st of June, 2021. Um, And we are sitting here, if we are distracted a little bit, it is because we do have the final round of the US Open on, golf. We do have Louis Oosthuizen to win on About Even. If you don't know what About Even is, it's our betting show on YouTube. Go check it out. And so we are a little distracted. And by we, I am referring to, obviously, my co-host, Edward Simpson. How are you? Good, mate. Not bad at all. You feeling all right today? Yeah, I'm feeling all right today, yeah. You were sore yesterday was my... You know how, like, I can read you? You know how, like, you were sore yesterday? Uh, Yeah, sore-ish. Sore-ish. Yep. Remember when we had a meeting on Friday and I just like read your body language to a T where we're sitting there having a meeting with someone outside and I just knew you were, you weren't sure whether to pull out a vape and start vaping in front of this dude, which you completely could have. But, but I didn't. But he didn't. But I just watched him and he was going like, he was just start. I was just like at the corner of my eye, he's like looking around for the vape and then he's like, should I pull it out? And he's not. But he never actually reveals the vape at any one point. And the dude goes to the bathroom and I go... You got a vape, don't you? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, you were worried about whether you should pull it out or not. And then you decided not to. And he's like, yeah, no, I just, I didn't think it was the right thing to do. So <laughs> anyway, just to give you an insight, I basically can read his mind. Um, read my body language. Read your body language. Read your mind. We're here. I don't know whether it's a, like, I feel like this last week, not much has happened. Well, the thing about the shortened week, Tom, Less time for things to happen. <laughs> That's a great point. No, that Let's, may shock the listener. Less time. That means... may shock the punter, and of course, I'm sure it'll shock the dribbler. Definitely. But dribbler. shorter weeks allow for less things to happen. Now, obviously, things did happen. There hasn't been like a massive news story. There's been some little tidbits, Tom. Yeah. Obviously, Queensland falling in a big sweaty heap. That's pretty funny. We yeah. can. We'll get to that. We will get to that. New South Wales ripping and a tearing. Um, Manly, obviously. Probably the greatest club of all time. Yep. Um, and, you know, just just in the depths of June, yep. plenty of rain around, winter. I struggled to get up today. Fucking oath I did. I had weird dreams last night. <laughs> what? I, had a, I can't remember them. Okay, but like right, you just woke to weird dreams. I woke to weird dreams that have, that have come and gone. Um, but I struggled. It's Fucking pitch black. When's the winter solstice? I'm pretty sure it was a few days ago. Was it? Yeah, that's what I heard. But I'll Feels like it's getting darker to me. Yeah, it does. I, I'm struggling now. at the moment with... I've rekindled my relationship with my cat. And I know that sounds weird, but... That's cute. We sort of fell out a little bit. We moved to... Once we moved to oh. Bellevue Hill, he was like fucking... Wait, where are we? Winter so- it, the winter solstice is Monday the 21st of June. I told you it was getting darker. I knew it. There you go. So today, the longest official day, shortest shortest day of the year for us Southern Hemispherians. Yes, of which, you know, like we have to mention that because a lot of people in the Northern Hemisphere... Shitloads. For you, it's the longest day. Um, But yeah, my cat now sleeping exclusively in our bed, which is nice. He didn't for a while and I felt like we were distant. You know, it was like... How long had had it been between... Spoons. Since we since we fucking probably since before we moved to Bellevue Hill, 
Mm. So even when we were in Bondi, Evie was a baby. It was like, nah, bro, you can't do it. Then once you get to Bellevue Hill, he's like a bit more of an outdoor cat now. Like he loves to roam around. And he just never would come in, never cuddled, never did anything. And then I just slowly started trying to break down the walls of like, I didn't, we didn't get any blokes on the spitty. Maybe we should have, me and Louie. But should have, yeah. Um, now he's in bed with us. It's nice, but it's just fucking all up in my shit. I How did you bring nice him back? Sleep. I don't know, dude. Just started patting him more, taking time. When you know life gets fast, mate, and you know you see your cat running, you don't pay attention to him. You don't stop and say good day. You don't, you know, you fucking got a child. You got to chase around. But then I just made a concerted effort to ball in the tree, ball in the tree, play it where it lies, bruh. Um, yeah, concerted effort just to you know try and mend the fences. And yep. now he's like fucking sleeping on my face at night, trying to suffocate me. Uh, so my sleep's a shit. I woke up this morning being like. Do we, do we just cancel the show today? Do we just cancel it? Is that where you were at? You know, just fucking snoozing the alarm. Snooze how many how many snoozes did you rock? Uh, I reckon I snoozed about five times. At five minute increments? Yeah. Which isn't good for anyone because five minutes actually... My alarm went off at 6.30 and I was like, dear God. Couldn't have been darker. Couldn't have been colder. Wasn't raining at the time, but I, I sensed that... Outside it was wet. Yeah, yeah. You can you can get a sense of those things. You can, you can sense those things. Um, and then I woke up again at six forty five when my second alarm went off, and it's, it's that fifteen minutes felt like an age. It often does. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I'd lived another life in that fifteen minutes. Is that yep. where the weird dream happened? Yes. You yeah. know when you can have weird dreams in that little tiny period. Yes. That's what happened. Um, here I am. You made it back. You made it out. Do I want to still be in bed today? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I wish it was another public holiday. I don't know. Look. We still work public holidays. Don't I we? don't know who's in charge of public holidays. Like how you go about fucking implementing them. But I'm happy to put my hand up and start trying to wrestle couple, a couple more back. Holidays. Why the fuck? <laughs> a couple I'm, more back for the people. I would work some. Now, listen, obviously you and I are not conventionally employed by the man anymore. For the time being. But hopefully we were. But we were. Look, we may. We look, may hopefully find our we way back there. Hopefully not. But who knows? You don't want to get ahead of yourself. <laughs> but the man can, he's man got a way. Easily find a way back into your life. Kick the door down. Yeah. Um, I would work so much harder if it was like you have four days work and then a three-day weekend. You know what I mean? Give me three-day weekends all the time. I'd be like, I'll work my dick off for four days. Probably get way more done. Do you reckon, though, that that is... You only say that because at the moment we do five day weeks. Like if you went to four, would you be looking for that that three day week? I mean, yeah, potentially. I'd always be looking for more of a weekend, but <laughs> I think well, it just depends on how long does it take for me to get used to three day weekends and then stop appreciating them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think really, look, I don't want I don't want to play devil's advocate, but I will. No, do it. I think that five day weeks surely more productive than four-day weeks. Mm, I don't I think, know, dude. I think the studies might tell a different story. Yeah. I've seen a lot. They say that four days way more productive? Yeah. Well, I'm happy I to be proven wrong. I'd productive. like to be. Yeah. I just think that, like, when it gets to Friday... Well, Friday's a write-off anyway. It. That's what I mean. But what I'm saying is, would if we, if we took Mondays, right? Like, I think that if we were to reclaim another day, mm. it would be Monday. Because Friday's got a good vibe. Mm. I'm comfortable yeah. with fr- Fridays yeah, now. you don't want to ruin what Friday Friday's a big has. vibe. Yeah. And Tuesday could easily start filling the fucking shoes of Monday because it's got a bit of Monday about it anyway. Tuesday already has shades of Monday about it. You know what I mean? And I'd happily, like, I'd happily give Monday a whole new lease on life. Yeah, 100%. I think so. I think Monday's earned it. 
Tuesday, yeah. always been a bit of a cunt. Um, but Monday's been like just the most hated day of the week for... It needs a rest. Yeah. Friday, like, Friday's adored. Yeah, Friday's probably the cheekiest day of the week. You know Friday's I mean? like, so cheeky, dude. Yeah. Friday's a fucking... He's a lot of fun. Yeah. Friday gets you in trouble. It does. Friday... So does uh, Thursday, by the way. Yeah. Thursday's... <laughs> Thursday can get you in a lot of trouble, yeah. but Friday's it's sort of like, you know, you're... You Friday's can, like the fucking guy that winks at you being like yeah, you know. yeah but like you know you always get in, you always you know what we're doing after work situations bro. when you're hanging out with friday yeah yeah friday's a wild guy yeah. he's like tequila yeah friday is tequila and thursday mm. is i mean thursday's just one of those days where you're like oh i mean i shouldn't be doing shouldn't be hanging out with thursday all yeah. the time we know what thursday yeah. is well friday lives its life without real consequences because it has saturday to back up thursday yes. thursday has to deal with the consequences Correct. of its actions. but yeah. thursday doesn't give a fuck that's the thing about thursday thursday's crazy but thursday does give a fuck on friday morning thursday's like anxiety what have i done wrong no because no thursday's had its fun but i feel like well, For, you, you know what i mean you've thursday just hospital balls <laughs> all it's you know your issues to friday if that makes sense it does make sense but thursday is the because the day's over thursday's come and go on doesn't give a fuck anymore <laughs> So Friday's left to, to clean up Thursday. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it does. <laughs> it does. It has to. Yeah. But I think Friday happened to clean up Thursday mess because Friday knows that it when it's all have- said and done, when the clock strikes 12 p.m. The day's over. It's a write-off. Yeah, he, Friday's only got to get to midday. And he's good. <laughs> Friday's got the cruisiest gig of all time. Yeah. Uh, what so does yeah. that all mean for you, the punter and the dribbler? Well, <laughs> long weeks, long weekends. That's what we want. What we're doing is, what we're saying in a roundabout way is, as we continue to grow the podcast with your help, and we need your help, I think we can get to a position where, and it's not too far away, where we may start seeing some influence, real influence. In the political sphere. In the political sphere in, in the right way, which is getting another public holiday or two. No, now, we're just getting a longer weekend. Yes. We but do we weekend. start? But do we start under the guise of just tacking public holidays on yeah, every okay. Monday, and then all of a sudden we've already got we've got twenty six Mondays off. We're like we may as well make it fifty two. We may as well make it. 52. Do you know what I mean? I think that's yeah. an easy, more palatable sell. Yeah. Once you get twenty six Mondays off, yeah, why not fifty two? Why not fifty two? You go. Point. We're already fucking halfway. Let's just take them all off. Let's just rewrite this bitch. Now, I mean, we, then then you got to think about okay, how are we selling certain Mondays? Like, who, whose birthday should we be having days off for? Because, like, we get the Queen, and I, with the greatest respect to, to Queenie, I don't give a fuck about No, Queenie. but we... Well, I mean... I'm not going to get rid of it, but, like, when's Shane born? When's the <laughs> yeah. Don born? When was Winx born? When was Winx born? Mm. Uh, so, the Don's, bo- the Don's birthday and... Shane's birthday. Shane. And, and the Don's death. Yes. So, I think we should be doubling up there. There's two already. Shane's birth, the, the, you know, 700 wickets, maybe. Yeah, definitely with Shane's birth. The Don's death as well. It's like a day of mourning. And the way, how do you, how do you mourn? You fucking. You take the day off. You take and the you day cry. Off. Yeah. And drink blokes. So, Warney. Uh, oh, Brady. Kath. Kath, when Kath, did, was it, do we go Kath's birthday or when Kath did the run to end all runs? I think maybe there should be the birthday for Kath, and then I think we do like a Sydney 2000 rem- Remembrance Day, yes. where we remember how fucking good we were, yeah, and that yeah, we came yeah. fourth on the on the you know medal tally. And only 24 like, million punters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and maybe it's like at at a certain hour of that day, everyone has to watch the highlights. That's got like Thorpe, and yes, fucking uh, Kath, Kath. 
Obviously, uh, Jane Savile was it? She got. DQ'd. We no, we don't want to see that. We don't want to. But it, but I think it's important. It's too. actually important to remember. It's healed. Yeah, it's it's true. It's healing. It's cathartic to see her get fucking red flagged <laughs> when she was coming in to get gold in her home stadium. Yeah. Look, if we go um, both her feet off the ground, if we go walk. <laughs> If Look, we get, if, we they go, were. if we go Warney's birthday and opening ceremony, then you've got two public holidays in three days. You've got like the biggest celebration of Australia. Yeah, they should just make that middle day Australia. Day. Well, the thing there is, then you go if you're if you're at work, you take a register. What is it? A required day off, whatever. You turn that into like a fucking basically get a week off. Mm. Which are the best kinds of public holidays? Yeah, big time. So you got to be smart with it. You got to be smart with it. Um, okay, well, that's good. That's something to work to. That's something to think about. Um, if you got any other, obviously, there are some more days like Winx's birthday, um, things of that nature. Mick Fanning winning Mick Fanning. first world title. I don't know. I'm just shooting. I'm just shooting. We're the just shit shooting. The shit. Or maybe Wayne Gardner when he won the first MotoGP title. Punched a shark. Yeah. Called, yeah. You know, Stephen shark Bradbury day. anniversary of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's part of the Olympics. Oh, it's Winter Olympics. That's winter. Um, but yeah, look, I think we've we've got some really tangible fucking mm. steps forward here. Plus, that's I a think great fucking a show. public holiday on today, the winter solstice, because who the fuck wants to work when it's the? I think that's day, I think yeah. that's smart. I think that's yeah, smart. Winter solstice. Winter solstice yeah. day for when you want to stay in bed. Yeah, mm. call it just bed. And why day do you want to stay in bed? bed? Because it's dark, it's dark still, as and fuck. It's cold. It's interesting though. So it's now. Oh, Louis used for par. <coughs> Hit it, Louis Oost. Hit it, Louis Oost. Fuck! Louis drops a shot. Um, So now the days get longer all the way up until, what, the 22nd of December, which is the longest day of the year. It's interesting. Um, Anywho, Dave, did did you do anything of note that we should be referring to from the weekend? Just smoke heaps of bongs? Well, yeah, but not heaps because I had to kind of cram on Saturday to finish my uni assignments. How was, was your mouth after getting your teeth out? It was pretty chill. Like, it wasn't too bad. I think I saw you guys, like, the week after or something. Yeah. It was really, like, either I'm just really tough and everyone else is soft or I got off Yeah, really yeah, you're lightly. a fast healer. Yeah, fast healer, strong mouth, you know. Mm. Obviously, lots of blokes in there have helped the recovery process. They do, it would, I imagine Helped build that. up immunity. Yeah, of course. Nice. But, yeah. All right, beautiful. Well, Eddie, maybe we just get into a bit of sport here. What do you reckon? I think so, mate. Uh, Rory in big trouble here. He's big got, this trouble. Is, this is for par. For par. This is for par. Fuck, that was... Mate, could you imagine hitting that shot, though, from that position? <coughs> Christ alive. We need him to fuck that up because Oost just dropped a shot. Still in the lead, but... Ram now an issue. So Rory will go to two. Interesting. It's all happening. I don't like that shirt, Rory. No, that shirt from Rory McIlroy is... He looks like a Ribena berry. Yeah, he does. Which isn't in fashion right now. Well, the right. When was the last time the Ribena Berry was in fashion? It's got to have been what fucking um, maybe early two thousands at best. Yeah, the Ribena Berry that was literally like sanctioned doping of children. Like that was just like sugar. Do you think that that was a decision at government level that you know we dope the children of the nation? I feel to like what end. We were like, what, to, what was it that achieving? I don't know. Fucking sending parents absolutely mad. Like, I could not... The Ribena was the most fucking jacked up drink of all time. How much sugar's in the Ribena berry? I'll have a look. i just seen here, um, in 2011, they released a, um, a sparkling version of Ribena. That's them trying to fucking yeah. go up market and, when the when you know. That's, I don't know. I'd never what? thought of Ribena as high brow. No, but that's their attempt because it was like, oh, look at this sugary fucking shit show. Wow. 
Okay, all Ribena drinks are under five gram of sugar per hundred mil. Per hundred mil. So yeah. what's a full bottle? Well, if a full bottle, well, that'd is- be fifteen grams as opposed to for like three hundred mils. Yeah, we we'll call it f- what? To call it twenty grams for four hundred mils, which is basically a can of Coke. I- it's which is probably and what's in Coke and two and three seventy five, like thirty seven grams, right? So it is less sugary than Coke. 39 grams in 12 ounces, which is... Who the yeah, fuck 375 grams. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, look, so not as bad as Coke. Still not great. Mm. Are you going to apologize? To, the, to Ribena? To, yeah. big, to Big Berry? To Big Berry, To Big yeah. Ribena Berry? Fuck no, I'm not. Um, but... Oh, Brooksy. Oh, Brooksy. People are, people are melting down Everyone's in the US melting Open. as Louis used melts, but not as much. No, Louis's not melting. No, he wasn't melting. He dropped a shot. Um, again, this, this, this is sort of what this show's going to be because for bogey. the golf's on and Louis used in the lead. Does he miss this? He oh, does. he does miss it for bogey. Rory's out. Rory's out. The Ribena berry Rory, crumbling. Ribena Rory. This is tough. Oh, dear. Oh, do you really need to fucking check your ball there, bro? That's a representation of what happened to Ribena Berry after they tried to go sparkling yeah, exactly. in 2011. Yeah, he's, he is the human embodiment of sparkling Ribena. <laughs> Which no one called for. No one called for and no one drunk. Oh, my there God. There we go. Rory. Well done, Rory. Is that a double bogue? Missed that bush league. Now he's at mine. He's dropped three shots in two holes, and he's out of contention. Shit! Back it up, bro. That's it very. Up. That's very. He's not Rory even on the list now. He's gone, dude. Shoffley up to second. Nah. Um. Anyway, Louis Oost. Sorry, everyone. Louis Oost off the tee. Hard Likes to tell. It. Hard to tell with the fucking white sky. Tell you what, if you're the cameraman filming golf balls. You are one of the – you're the, the best in class. I think so. I if you can so. find and track a golf ball in the sky, you're a fucking psycho. That's why they get paid the big bucks, Tom. They better get paid the big, the big I bucks. I don't know if they do, but I assume they do. Like, if you're a golf cameraman, you rock up with that on the resume, I think you I think you call for the big bucks. Yeah, you go, I'm, I'm not doing it unless – unless it's like a computer thing where it's like it just tracks the ball, spots and tracks the ball. I don't think so. I think that's all feel, baby. That's naked eye stuff. I think so. I think so. Um, should we dribble? We should probably get into it. Putters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need... Uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love ya. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, Nay, the multiverse. 
Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobber's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Ned's where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, there's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit, having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, some I don't. liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a t- it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY... You get fifty bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get a hundred bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rose on there, code manly, fifty bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like let's get this vintage out there to the people that yep. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. All right, another great round of Rugby League, Edward. Another great round of Rugby League. The wheat is being separated from the chaff, which I believe is a farming term, an agricultural term. Uh, And that just means that the wheat being the top-tier teams, separated from the chaff, the shit ones. Yep. Tell you what, there's not much wheat. A lot more chaff than there is wheat. Not a good good season for wheat. Um, Yields are down. Yeah. And, um, you know, farms are doing it tough. They are. Lot of shit out there. Mate, you had fucking... Lot of shit. You had the bunnies absolutely dry hump the Broncos. Then you had the storm humping the fucking Tigers. The Roosters even kind of got humped by the Panthers from memory, I think. Yeah, it was 36 to something. 38-12. Manly humped the pants off of fucking the Titans. Second half humping. So it's, it's just been humpings all round um, as we momentarily get distracted to watch Louis Oosthuizen and putt for birdie. That'll drop. Oh. Woo up, son. Woo up. Um, but I think if you start at the Broncos initially, the Broncos looked like absolute horse shit against the, um, the Bunnies. Now outright last, the Broncos. Now outright last. I tipped them to come last at the start of the year. You now, did. you might say, why, Edward, why? I would say this. They, they, don't, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. No. They're, they're, think about this. Let's start here. Let's start here. Reese Walsh is in serious contention for an origin spot. Well, the team will be named while we're on air here, I would say, mm. if it hasn't already. Like a lot of, lot of chatter about Reese getting the number one four jersey. And coming off the bench. Now, I ask you this, Broncos fans. Why is it that no explanation has been given, or a good one, by Broncos management as to why you let go an origin player during the season? They basically will say to you, Eddie, if if you ask them, that we didn't think he was ready. Now, I'm not saying they're right. Clearly they're not. But they didn't think... An origin player, potentially. 
Looking and that way. Did you see Roger Fabry of uh, sprint training fame is already like fucking commenting on Walsh's shit, like saying, yo, bro, we need to get together and fucking yeah. work things out. And he's like, that, so that, that looks like it could be a fucking an unholy union about to form there. Yeah, that always should um, be. So, yeah, I don't think they'll give you a good excuse. What I found interesting is that now there's already, like, yarns, whispers saying that Kevy's losing the dressing room. Yeah, I heard that. That is crazy town. Well, I mean, it's not, but it's, like, it's, cra- it's crazy in the sense, like, could things get any worse? But it wouldn't surprise me if, I mean, like, you know, his Wasn't he supposed style. to do a press conference addressing rumours that he'd lost the dressing room? Has um, that happened? I don't know. I didn't know if he was meant to do that. I know that he he sort that. of denied it. I think he was like, "Fuck that, mate! I haven't lost the dressing room." Or they don't like his fucking his uh, bedside manner. They think that he doesn't give enough feedback as to why players are dropped in, out, this, that. But could, I just like I just don't know. Well, Kevley's not afraid to wield the axe and you well, know mate, chop and almost, change, you chop say and he change it too much. He's fucking. He's wielded the. He's had like four hundred sets of halves. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's not afraid to to rip and tear in the nicest, nicest in the trimming department. I just look. Tom and I call it how we say it. Yep. And we don't sugarcoat anything for the punter and, and of course for the dribbler. We'd heard whispers uh, that Kevy couldn't coach his way out of a wet paper bag. Um, <laughs> And there was no offence there to Kevy as the person. No. Kevy is a bloke. Kevy is a champion player. Kevy is someone who, you know... An ornament to the game rugby league. Exactly. Nothing to do with that. It was just more about can Kevy actually coach um, because we all know that the Queensland origin coach isn't a coach at all. No. He's a man motivator. Yes. Big difference. Well, or it's like the Queensland origin coach is... Sands, might not, not including Wayne Bennett from last year, but like the Queensland origin coach... For Mal and Kevy, mm. this is no disrespect to either of those, but their greatest ability was to just like bring the right people together from a coaching standpoint. Yes, exactly. It, has it, have the Broncos got shades of the Wallabies about them now? Like, talk about the glory years, yeah. a fuckload. Yeah. They're always talking about the old boys. The old boys are fuck, to, at least. The optics are that the old boys are very involved or like to be involved. Like to they be like involved. to lean on the old boys a, f- a lot. More yeah. than most clubs, yeah. I would say. And it's like, if they're not going well, it's because the old boys aren't included. And then yes. now the old boys are included. It's like, well, it's got nothing to do with us. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with us. It's because of the old fucking regime that we suck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, be- it was the- it's the mess we've been left in. Yeah. And that's the thing. But, like, I do find it pretty fucking crazy where they're like, Kevy had... I heard Peter Bedell of Courier Mail fame uh, on some rugby league show. And he was saying that, like, obviously, he sh- he's like, I don't think Kevy will get the sack this year. I'm like, if the Broncos were to sack Kevy this year, that is the most ridiculous fucking behaviour. Like, to go from signing Anthony Seabold for 15 years and then getting rid of him early... And bringing Kevy in and not letting Kevy have a year to try and get something like to just sort of like plug some leaks in the club. Mm. Like it just would seem absolutely absurd if he was to get sacked this year. Even next year, surely you give that motherfucker two years. That being said, he did let Reese Walsh go. <laughs> so I don't know. And Corey Oates is in reserve grade. It just seems like how can you afford to have someone like Corey Oates in reserve grade? It's a side note. I um, look, I don't, I don't know where they go to from here. Obviously. I think they're. I think they're every bit a, a spoon sniff. Yeah, and I mean, I think as well, Eddie. 
back not, to back spoons. Not knowing where they go, but equally, who gives a fuck? With the greatest respect, fuck the Broncos. Well, we don't. We well, we don't care, but no. people do. No, I know, but a lot of people care, and that's why we're talking about ultimately, it. Ultimately, this is our show, and if we don't care, but I, but you know what, I care about the, the train wreck that we're seeing. Oh like, God, I'm yeah. like. That's an awful, awful chip from DeChambeau. That is. I like the fact that the Broncos, once proud, once great, once successful, get rid of Wayne Bennett, the wheels fall off. They bring him back in. They almost win a comp. They get rid of him again. The wheels, wheels have come off, off in their entirety. Yeah. And they're trying to plug the holes with old boys. And they're talking about potentially like trying to get Wayne back again. There's of course that, they are. Of course, of, mate, as if that doesn't cross your mind if you're the Broncos. You're like, the only success we've ever had as a club is with Wayne at the helm. So, of course, you'd talk about bringing Wayne back. It's fucking crazy. You have to have rocks in your head if you didn't want to bring Wayne back. I know, Wayne but back. it's almost like breaking up with a girlfriend and then you keep getting back together with him even though it's a toxic relationship. But mm. it's really, really good, successful lovemaking when you guys are together. It is. It is. You have success. But, look, you're dead last now. Um, Love that. I like that for you. I think I think that's where the Broncos... Rugby League's doing well when the Broncos are coming last. That's right. Rugby that's League's right. the winner. Rugby League is the winner. Um, we move the on. Panthers... Nathan Cleary is so fucking good. Yeah, he's in, a, he's in a rich vein of form is Nathan Cleary. Uh, but I do think, not to make this a manly thing, but when everyone's talking about... Not to make it a manly thing... I still think Tommy Turbo's best in the game. And we'll get to Manly, and maybe we'll get to him sooner than we think. But Nathan Cleary's good. He is fucking amazing. He's clearly the best half in the comp. But Nathan can't do what Tommy's doing. Can you please get up the assists stats, try assist stats, Dave? Um, you should be What's able to it, find For the season or for that game? For the season. For, the season, for, like, yeah. for, for players, like the leaders yeah, of the yeah. season. I'm pretty sure that Tommy Turbo has as many try assists as Nathan Cleary, and he's played fucking half the games. No. Nah. He's got one more than Nathan Cleary. There you go. So he's got more than Nathan Cleary. He's played half the games. He but, has. Com- I mean, while we're on that, Nico Hines has got the most line break assists and has also played half the season. There you go. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm not fucking shitting on Nico, but I mean, uh, yeah. let's not pretend like Nico holds a candle to Tommy Turbo, who also is fucking probably in the top five try scorers. Get the try scorers up. Try but- scorers. Nah, he's not in the top. Um, he's got. Actually, Jason Saab's fourth in top try scores. Of course he is. And then Ruben Garrick is now sixth after that, and Tom Trojevic is eighth. There you go. Tom's in the top ten, though, and he's yeah. played fucking half the games of anyone. There's three manly players in the top ten. That's pretty good. You like to hear that. But all I'm saying is when people are saying that Cleary's the best in the game, I just don't understand how you can fucking say that. When Tommy is man of the match in state of origin, he's turned the club's fortunes around. And he's doing things that, like, people are going, is this the greatest run of form ever? They're not saying that about Nathan Cleary. They're saying Cleary's in fucking career-best form. He's fucking killing it. Mm. He's, like, he's absolutely killing it. But it's not like... No one's saying, like, we've never seen a half play this well before. They're comparing Tommy's run of form to Hayne, 09. Ben Barber. Ben Barber. And obviously it's too early to be talking... Anything about like your overall standing in the game and for after a career, but like people are saying he could be the greatest player. Of all that's time. what I'm saying. People are saying that, which is way too early to say that. But is it? But is it? Is it too early? Is to it say too that? early to say that he's the greatest player of all time? I don't know. I don't know if it is. The things he ask does, yourself this: is it? <clears throat> is it honestly too early? That that try he got 
fuck Penrith, fuck all that. The try that Tommy scored yesterday against the Titans, where it was his third try, where Croker's sort of taken it left, stopped and just sort of passed it back on the inside to Tommy. And Tommy, it was just like, he just ran through like two guys, the smaller guys, and went over. But it's like, how the fuck do you allow that to happen? Obviously, we know the Titans are allergic to defense, but like, you know that they're going to give it to him. They just there's nothing they can do. It looked like under eights. He just ran over the top of two guys after already scoring two tries. After having one taken off him. After setting up fucking five. Apparently that's what he used to look like when he was like in the juniors coming through. He'd score four or five tries every game and just just make rip. a mockery of everyone. And now he's starting to do that in the NRL. It's yeah. like it's fucking crazy. I was watching- he makes it look so easy. Obviously it's a combination of bad defense and him being unbelievable. But even at Origin level, you can't defend him. No. So, like, what do you do? What do you do? But when... So, yesterday, we obviously had the bet with uh, Tripod Betting Show. Check out Tripod Betting Show. Um, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all that shit. But we had a bet where they were, like, basically saying that Manly... We thought that the line... We said in about even the seven-and-a-half-point line is fucking... The most, the most ridiculous line. It was the most heard. disrespectful line in the history of rugby league. Uh, Tripod seemed to think that we were incorrect on that one as the game... Suggested the result. Uh, it was the most disrespectful line at halftime. Were we nervous, Eddie? No, we weren't. Do I get nervous? Twenty-four no, I eight down. I, I saw it as a challenge. I think the boys did as well. It seemed like they were just playing with their food a little bit, manly. Going, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, let's get them out to a lead. Yep. Fuck around, and then we'll come back. Let's make this interesting. Yeah, you know, for, for those fan. that are, for the it's all about the fans. The they, you know, manly know that the fans are the lifeblood of the game. They are what pay the bills, mm. and they just wanted to the fans to you know. Enjoy one of the great comebacks of all time, if not the greatest. Now, imagine if Ruben had his kicking boots on. He obviously, he put the wrong boots on yesterday, and that's fine. Ruben's a dear friend. Well, luckily, someone ran them out to him. Yes, they he ran, ran the boots out late, out, in the, uh, yeah, late in the game. But Well, we had him couriered, let's be honest, Eddie. We, we opened the box. I don't wallet. like to make it about you I and know, I we didn't want to make it about you and I, but once we saw him fucking miss his sixth in a row, whatever it was, we went, holy shit. And we sent our courier, our personal courier, around to Ruben's house, picked mm-hmm. up his kicking boots, and then we got him fucking flown straight to the Gold Coast. Yeah. You might say to yourself, geez, there's not enough time for that, but... There obviously is, though, because we did it. <laughs> yeah. I mean... There obviously is. John Rahm almost just sunk a long, long motherfucking putt. Hopefully birdie putt. Was, for par. was it for birdie? Would have been for birdie. I hope it wasn't, and now he's going to bogey it. Look at that. Lipped out. You unlucky bastard. Thank Christ. Um, yeah, so we got those boots up to Ruben. Quick, smart. He starts kicking well. But if he had, can you, Dave, as well, just check how many Ruben missed yesterday? He missed five. All right, so that's 10 extra points. And what do we get? It's 56. So we basically got 70 points. <laughs> yeah, because so 56 him, plus, yeah. He hits him more confidence. We probably score another try or two. Uh, well, I think he scores another one. Yeah, he at least scores another one. So 16 points. Yep. So... 60-72, is it? Is that the math? Yep. That's your math. It's so it's basically, it was basically 80 to... 80 to 24. It's an 80-point second half, which is pretty crazy in rugby league. Like 72 points. 72, 72 points. Point second half. Sorry, it, was, it wasn't nil at first half. Was it 72-point second half? Never been done. Um, never been done. Um, but it look... Is, is It's a weird old season, though, isn't it? Like, when was the last time only three teams could win the comp? It's, and everyone yeah. else was absolute horseshit. Was, was it, was it uh, Braden or Dave saying that 
or maybe I just saw this, but like the last time 80 points were scored in a game was fucking, it's only happened like six or seven times and then mm. two this weekend, 80 points were scored in a game. Like it doesn't, it hasn't been happening at all and now this season, it's just blowout central, dude. Like if you aren't the big three of Manly, Penrith and Melbourne. In that order. In that order. <laughs> you just get blown. You get your asshole blown out week after week after week. We've now put 50. We've, we've finished three team seasons. Uh, with three Queensland teams. All Queensland teams. teams. All Queensland teams. Broncos, Titans, Cowboys. In not that long of a Pretty period. Pretty much successive weeks. So, I mean, we're fucking unstoppable. But when you think about that Tiger-Storm game, it was 40. What, what was that? Like? It, was, it was 40 nil at halftime. It was like... 30 nil after 17 minutes and Tigers hadn't had, like, one full set. Like, the poor Tigers. They what get, is that about, They get though? it, but the Tigers get an origin win over the Panthers and think that that means anything. They're standing ovation for this fucking side that's just beating a bunch of fucking nobodies. Yeah, bunch of kids. Bunch of kids, yeah. an under-20 side, and then and didn't beat them convincingly. Like, they just beat them. And then... It's basically a New South Wales Cup side. You come up against the Storm and you get absolutely... Pummeled like it was. I had it on in the background, so like I wasn't even. It was just muted, but it was like every single fucking set they went over, and it was like training run shit. Like they just weren't even like, oh yeah, dummy, draw this dumbass in, pass the ball. Oh, then he's gonna dummy that dumbass and pass it back to me, and then I score. It was like Dude, the Tigers there, suck. There were ten different try scorers. Yes, yeah. can you imagine if you picked that? And, and the only three players on our starting team that didn't score were the two wingers, Jennings and Adokar and Justin Ollum. Mm, and I might so have like, had Ollum as an any time try score yeah. for our kitchen sink multi, which is fucking annoying. We missed three kicks, so that would have actually taken us to 72. And then if you count, like, if we were at full strength and had Pappenhausen, that's another, like, 20 points as well. Well, but so. then you lose Hines, so then maybe it's yeah, not. Yeah, Pappenhausen can kick better, and he can defend way better than Nico Hines. You, re- you reckon? Like, uh, fullback defensive positioning, yeah. You look okay. at most of the tries that's been scored against us, it's like Hines should have at least been there, close there, to stop it. Look at this guy. Just, just the wealth of riches. He's not happy with Nico Hines. I'm not happy with our 66-16. You know what I mean? He's not happy with Nico Hines. He fucking... Good Lord. Yeah. Also, because Brian Pappenhausen is in my fantasy team, and I've been sorely... Well, you should have sold him, mate. Yeah, why haven't you sold him yet? Because I'm, I'm in a draft league. I don't sell... Oh, you're in draft. Yeah. Boring. Um, <laughs> where were we? Uh, just basically talking about um, dominant wins and the Tigers, the DMC Tigers. Oh, did you, have you seen that photo of Madge Maguire when he arrived at the Tigers? Is that real? I didn't think that was real. That guy sent that to us. I was like, surely that's not real. That looks... I mean, if it is, it's the only thing I can compare it to is like... When you start a presidency and then when you finish, you know, like Barack, and it's yes. like, oh, dude, he looks like shit. But that's eight years, not three. No, exactly. <laughs> or Madge, two. Madge looks like pure shit if that is Can what Can you get is. up on your laptop, Madge, when he signed with the Tigers press conference? Here we go. Oh. That's what I mean, right? Is that legit? Which, this is his, like, team profile photo. See, he has, bro. Yeah, he has, man. He looks like fucking... And that was that was... Uh, could tw- they have photoshopped tw- that one? You well, know, it like- was 2018. They could have brushed it up a bit, but there's only a certain amount that I don't, yeah, do. but they're not going to go overboard no, on the you're brush. Right, you're right. They're I, not going to go overboard I don't think they have a full, brush. like, you know, department for photoshopping. Him, poor old Madge compared from that to now is night and day. The poor bastard day. looks atrocious. And I say that with obviously the greatest respect imaginable, but he does not look good at all. Um,. Anyway, whatever. Good luck to the Tigers, I would say, Eddie. Um, now, the Raiders, you get back on them. 
they lose. You start to follow them again, they lose. The DMC Dragons. Shout out to, I think his name's Liam Brennan for that fucking DMC flow chart that he did. That would have worked for that it game. It did work for that game. Obviously, it didn't work for the Storm, but... I mean, like, at let's some be point... Let's be honest. You, there's all, there, that's the exception that proves the rule almost that game. But, um... Ricky... So, you know, you got the, like, the concussion sub and all that sort of shit. Yep. Ricky just put this kid on. Ricky fucked up the rules and just chucked this kid on for his debut and then it wasn't allowed and then he had to come off and then Ricky's like, after the game, like, fuck, sorry, I didn't realise that you couldn't do it. I thought that you were able to do it because the player got put on report and all this shit and just completely fucked it. And I'm just like, Ricky... Ricky, at, in 2021, Ricky, struggling to handle the heat of the kitchen. So... What is the ruling with the concussion thing? I think it's that if your player gets fucking ruled out for the game for a like for a concussion from a, an illegal shot, maybe not even just concussion. Yeah, it doesn't have, yeah. If it's an illegal play that the player gets put on report and your player's ruled out of the game, you can bring him in. But not just if the thing is put on report. Yeah, no, it has to be either sin bin or send off. Yes. Yeah, it can't be report. It, it can't be report. Be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it has to be. Or, or if you get three HI. How does Ricky get that wrong? But why is it Ricky's decision? Why isn't there an interchange officer who's like, ah, uh, nah, Ricky, you focus on coaching the game. I'll, like, check Well, I don't know. I feel like Ricky... I feel like if you're the coach, you are making those decisions, aren't you? You're going like... Well, you'd say, like, oh, can we have another player on? Then someone's like, no, that's no, not the rules. No, it was report. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying there should have been some... some Checks and balances. Checks what, and balances. what about those dudes who hold the cards on the sideline? Surely they're not some paying attention in. to that. They're just paying attention to, like, when you're coming onto the field. But still, I think you're right. We could certainly have fucking... They could have done something, but Ricky just melting. I didn't watch Ricky's press conference, um, but I assume like if that was such a fucking beta performance to let the Dragons come back and win. Anyway, um, Olukawatu. Sorry, back to Manly. Uh, Olukawatu. <laughs> we say it every week, but he is the best young back row in the game. If you can think of a better one, let me know. But this guy's playing his first season of rugby league. As I said, played basketball until like a week ago. That try he scored yesterday was apparently fucking, he started the start of the season. He was playing basketball. Yeah, he was in the NBL. He got yeah. drafted from the Kings mm. on like fucking round two. Yeah, they're like, oh, dude, you'd be better at footy. They gave mate. the Kings a sandwich for yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> they, they traded their washing machine to get him. They gave him a sandwich that may or may not have been out of date. Yeah, it, well, and that's not to speak to the value of Olakawatu. That's just to speak. No, to no, the, no. It's it's to speak to the position of the Kings and what they're willing to accept for you know. A world-class talent. Yeah, yeah, world-class talent. A prize bull, yeah. as it were. Yeah. Um, look, it, it was a 7-Eleven sandwich. 7-11 it was Sambo. chicken. It had gone out of date. Um, only by a couple of days, though. Yeah, only by a couple of days, but only a brave man had eaten it. Um, yes, it had been left in the sun. So it was It was not... It hadn't been refrigerated, out of date. Mm. You'd certainly be running the gauntlet. Yeah. Look, and we've got friends at the Kings, and... We do. We love the Kings. Look, I mean... We're that's fucking... How, that's Violet a, crumbles all the way. Yeah, 100%. But that's how you know the story is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we might have provided the sandwich. We were like, listen, we want him at the club. Because often the club will send us out on recruitment missions. Um, <laughs> Look, it's, a, it's, you know, I don't know if that's a well-known secret or not, but we do often broker deals between prize bulls and, and, the, and the club. Yeah. Um, on this occasion, it was the Kings. And on this occasion, to sweeten the deal, we need to give up, you know... <laughs> An out of date sandwich. One of the one of the easier deals we've made. I tell you. Well, it wasn't the hardest. It and well, because to be honest, it was more that they just were like, "You're going to eat that." <laughs> we were like, "Oh no, this is actually for the bin." They're like, "Well, we'll take that." You take Olakwatu. We're like, "Really?" 
They're like, you can eat it? And we're like, all right, we'll do, okay, all right, you can have the fucking sandwich. We'll take all the water and we're like, pack your bags, bro, we're out of here. Yeah. And he was stoked. He was like, let me get the fuck out of this joint. Yeah. Um, and then we threw a steed in his hands. We took him down to the park. And we well, we, we showed him how to pass, how to yeah. kick, how to tackle. Um, and he picked it up pretty quickly in fairness to him. Well, he was an athlete. He's an athlete. He's a thoroughbred, Tom. He's a thoroughbred. He could already take height. He was, he was already good with the ball in hand because of basketball. But, but I showed him a couple of things. Tom showed him a couple of things. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, you, fleet of foot, me, rock solid in defense. I just showed him how to activate his shoulders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I had I showed him how to play the ball at the line and yeah. you know, um, you know, pick out the fullback and you know, yeah, well, just take leap, the high ball, leap high above. Tell you what else <laughs> now, you know, and and he's olakawatu has been very sort of gracious in thanking us for that sent over a wonderful gift basket. He did. I, I tell you what, I'll say this, punters and dribblers, the gift basket not done, not done by a long way. As in just the gift basket in general. Yeah. If no. you thought the gift basket industry was on its knees, think again. Think again. The hamper industry. The hamper industry never been stronger. Yeah. Um, Chutneys, cheeses, Chutneys, wines. Yeah, Chutneys, cheeses, wines. Um, <laughs> you know, that's the way to my heart. Yeah. That's almost, we should uh, start the our The two C's industry. and the W. Yeah. Chutneys, cheeses, wine. Yeah. By Hello Sport. Yeah. Or just send it to us. <laughs> Um, but so thank you very much to uh, to Olakawatu for that. That was very sweet of him. Also, before we uh, wrap up, just on the round to round of rugby league, just quickly back to Manly, Eddie. Um, <laughs> Taniella Paseka is is of line break fame. Uh, he is he's beginning to believe. He is becoming Neo, dude. He's becoming Neo. He's but he's realizing his front row potential. That line break mm. to grub a kick, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? He's also humongous. Like, he was tall and he's always been big, mm. but now he's starting to fill out to where you're like, holy shit, you are like a humongous, thick, gigantic... Thick. Thick, athletic throbber. Who's thick. Who's thick as fuck. But, like, that run reminded me of Brent Kite, 08 grand final of uh, Clive Churchill medalist fame, uh, except that Taniella, the modern-day rugby league front rower, puts in a fucking grubber kick... Dylan Walker off the bench? Dude, can we talk about Dill for a second? Yeah. What a fucking, what an interchange player Dill's become. Dill looks great with the 1-4 on the back. Yeah, he does. Unbelievable. He's found a home with the with the 14. Um, Comes and plays in the middle when there's some tired forwards on the field. That yeah. flick pass to DCE to make my multi come off as I jumped up on the couch like Tom Cruise on Oprah. Mate, Dill's, Dill's... Uh, Dill's back. Dill's back. Dill's back in a big way. In a great way. In a great way. And it, I think, look, I think at the end of the day, you know, although this is about Manly in some ways, this segment. <laughs> in some ways. And in another way, it's about a young footballer who's getting older, who's had his troubles, okay, and finding his way back to first grade rugby league football. Finding his way home. Yeah, finding been, his way he's home. He's been on a bit of a dr- – he's been on a ship that's sort of the engine sh- shut off and he was drifting Yeah, off he the was coast. drifting. He's like, am I a centre? Am I a 5'8"? Am, am I a five fullback? Am I, am I playing the game I love? Am, am I in trouble? Am I in trouble? Am I, am I going to right these wrongs? Am I going to turn the things around? I just want to be a good man for my family, my yeah. friends, my club. Yeah, I want the club to be proud of me. Yeah. And I want to play, you know, some really elite football. And I think – that at the end of the day, we can all agree... This ship's drifted back to shore. It has. It's found a port. Yep. And that port's the 14, the 14 jersey at yep. the Manly Seagulls the Club. Manly Seagulls. And so I just wanted to take a moment to say... Welcome home. Yep. To Dylan. Welcome back to port. Welcome back to port, brother. Come on in. 
come in. We got, in. A, we got, a we nice, got the tugs. We the got tugs a, will take the tugs you. Tugs will bring you. We got a nice warm meal for you. We yep. got a soft bed. We do a soft bed. A soft bed and a bra- and a blanket to wrap you up. It's been cold out there. It has been. Um, take a load off. Have a, have a hot shower. Take a hot take a hot shower. Take a you know, run a bath. Actually, I want you off your feet. Yeah, we'll we'll run it for you. We'll run your bath. Um, now listen, we this might be pushing it, the pushing the friendship, but I mean, we can help you. We can wash you. Well, I think that was ass- that was assumed, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we can. This you- man's been floating endlessly around the, the high seas, Tom. He doesn't have his sea legs. He doesn't have his sea legs. I think he's going to need a bathing. Or he has his sea legs, doesn't have his land legs. So we need to help him to the bath and bathe him. What, what's the implication of your sea legs? Well, so you can't... You used to, like... You used to being on wobbly fucking... So then when you get to, to land, you're not used to it being sturdy. Yes. Okay. So your sea legs, you are pro wobble. Well, you constant wobble. Yeah. And then land, no wobble. Yeah. Unless it's an earthquake. Unless it's an earthquake. If you stepped off of a boat directly into, into an, an earthquake, earthquake you'd, you'd be, be like, you'd be fucking yeah. cool. Maybe that's a way to, to, to ease the, uh, the, the seafaring, the returning seafaring individual is just try time it with an earthquake. So maybe get off in, in Japan. Yeah. Or, or put huge populations of people onto boats in anticipation for an earthquake. Bring him back. Bring him back as it's happening. They'll be fine. <laughs> that's it. That's also a really, really workable solution. <laughs> um, so congratulations to Dylan. Congratulations to Dylan. Congratulations to Manly. Um, Should we uh, origin? Yep. Origin. They've named the team. You Great. Hear it? Perfect. We've managed to dribble our way up. So Queensland <laughs> have named their team, and we will pass over to our resident turncoat, D or Dave, <laughs> to name the side that he shouldn't support. Yes, I'm. Enthusiastic would be an overstatement about the quality of the site. But anyway, Reese Walsh at fullback. Uh, Valentine Holmes and Kyle Felt on the wings. Kurt Capewell and Dan Gagai in the centres. Halves and Munster and Cherry. Start that again. I wasn't even Start listening. Start again. wasn't listening. I was Reece looking at Louis Fuck, he's hit it onto the... F- where the fuck's that gone, Louis? That's oh, fine. hit a buggy. Oh. Oh, oh. oh go. <coughs> Back to land. Back to land like Dylan Walker. Oh. That's all right. Ooh. That's not really... That's right. It's, it's right on the fucking transition of dirt. It's fine. And cement. <laughs> I wonder, does he, can you move that because it's a man-made object? I think that's fine. Because they take the divot after the ball. Yeah, but you've got to fucking hit behind. You've got to hit between the cement of the path yeah. and the grass. You've got to be hitting I think, down. There's a, I think there's a bit there. I don't think there well, is. Well, it depends which way he's hitting. Yes, it does. Yeah. That's true. He could be hitting along the side of it. Mm. Um, sparkling Ribena. Horrible putt. Horrible putt for Sparkling Ribena. Jesus Christ, that shirt's disgusting. John Rahm. Sorry, we will get back to you, Dave. We just have to it's take okay. a moment here. John Rahm's got a gut. John Rahm is the, he's the, the, the punter and dribbler. Golfer. He's a portly fellow, yeah. isn't he? Well, he's just loose. He's, not, he's like, fuck, mate. I don't need a six-pack to swing a club. He's on 16 as well, so let's just have him fucking... Let's have you fuck this. Oh, he's in a bunker? Yeah. Love that for you, John. John, I love that for you. Stay right there, brother. I um, I have great respect for the expertly pulled off bunker shot. I mean, I have a lot of respect for all these fucking... But I hate the bunker. Yeah, they love the bunker. It's like a nice little holiday for them. Yeah, they don't seem to have any issues with the bunker whatsoever. John Rahm, here we go. Come on, Rahm. He's got the shortest backswing of all time. Similar to me, I think. Very similar. Oh, good. Good shot from John. All right. 
So, uh, David, please, Start the again. Queensland team. Yeah. All right, fullback, Reese Walsh. Fucking hell, so he's wow. named a fullback. Mm, yeah, named a fullback. Holy fuck. <laughs> that see, is... see my earlier comments around Broncos and the one of the great bed shits of all time. He's fullback for Origin after six NRL games, seven NRL games. Yeah, it must be something. Crazy, like all right? Um, and then on the wings, Val Holmes and Kyle Feltz. Yep. Dane Gagai and Kurt Capewell in the centres. Munster, Cherry Evans in the halves. So no changes there at all. No Chambers. I thought they were, gonna, they were talking about bringing Will Chambers they in. They haven't made a single change there. No. No, no that's good. Uh, what? So what? They, they All of a sudden, they've worked out how to defend Latrell and, and Tommy. Tommy, Love two that. absolute out-and-out thoroughbreds. I'll tell you how you defend Latrell and Tommy. Do the exact same thing. That's great. Oh, Love that'd it. be good. That'd be good. Maybe we'll just get some some fucking I don't know, a couple of old great tacklers in. I'll tell you what we do. Let's pick a let's pick a seven game player at fullback. That's how Oi, we I know it. how we fix it. I know how we fix all our issues. Do nothing. Do absolutely nothing. And pick a seven gamer at fullback. No coats. Xavier Coates. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, because Val Holmes goes to the wing for coats. And yeah. Feltz on the other side. Feltz yeah, has a spot. Feltz. That's Paul Green, dude. Paul Green loving his fucking North Queensland. As if you as if you can tell me that fucking Kyle Feltz better than Xavier Coates. Fucking hell. Thanks for that, Braden. That's a good observation that we'd missed. Yes. Kyle Felt of um He's a solid NRL winger fame. He's a good NRL winger fame. Well of I was going to say middling NRL winger fan. No, he's not he's middling. Good, like, he's yeah. good, but I mean... He's not great. No. I feel he, like he, Kyle, does, he does a winger's job. He doesn't do much else besides like... Xavier Coates seems to like have more game-breaking ability than Kyle Felt. Mm. That Xavier Coates try-saver... Was fucking that amazing. Was actually, when your team's down like 40 nil, yeah. that is a gutsy... Kyle does not chase down... Xavier Coates is a fucking beast, dude. Mm. Yeah, he's some fuck-ups in the first game, but who didn't out but there? But didn't Kyle felt fuck-up in that game as well? Gagai and Capewell yeah. would have had 15, 20 missed tackles each. Mm. And as They're if in the side. And as if you're not blooding like Xavier Coates as an origin player when he's going to become the best winger in the league next year. When yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's jobs for the boys. Mm. Paul Green loving <laughs> his fucking... That is jobs for the boys. Keep going. Uh, front row, Christian Welch, Josh yep. Papali, yep. and Andrew McCulloch at nine. Ah, well, yeah, because fucking... And then pa- yeah, Ben Harry Hunt's grads. 14, yeah, ben I'm Hunt's assuming. 14. Um, back row is Jai Arrow, Kafusi, and Tino. Yeah. And then Fafita the ben- drop. Yeah, Fafita back on the bench. So okay. the bench is Ben Hunt, Fodawaker, David Fafita, Francis Molo. Um, and then the reserves, Cohen Hess and Ronaldo Molotalo. Right. So Ronaldo okay. brought into the squad. So back to who is... And Ben Hunt's 14. Yeah. And AJ Brimson, is that injury or what are we thinking here? think he had some sort of injury, but could be a bit of both. Wow. I just think, yeah, well, he missed it. He didn't play this week. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Also, uh, our boy, Louis Oosthuizen, did get to move the ball. So, you know, mm. he gets to move it a club away from the man-made obstacle, I believe, is the rule. Get it away from that research. tree. Um, okay. Yeah, there you go. So, Queensland, fucking big, big hole. <laughs> Good Lord. I part Papali of me. back is good. Yeah, that's huge. And Welsh. Welsh and back. Welsh was playing in the first game. Yeah, well, yeah, but he was. Yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, he's already, he's already fucking there. I like, just, yeah. I still look. When Welsh went off, that was a massive. It, a lot of the momentum swung our way. But Welsh, with the greatest respect, friend of the show, not a fifty-point player. He's not a fifty-point player. I still don't understand how they see the centers, Gagai and Capewell defending our boys. I don't see it. It's just absurd that... How does this... Ha- what are the, you talking about? In the about? whole of rugby league, in like one of the biggest playing states, 
there's not a specialist center. No, play. Kate Wells like, a back Kate row. Well, yeah. Kate Wells, he's an out and out back row. Look, yeah. he's the only one that scored from game one. Not that means anything. And he had a Dude. phenomenal 20, uh, 2020 series. Mm. So you get it. I get it to a like a Queensland loyalty degree, but then I'm also like, yeah. But in 2020, we didn't have Latrell or Tommy, our boy Tommy. No, I'm just like it's a different year, and yeah. there's there's two thoroughbreds out there that you don't know how to defend. No, and I just don't see it going well for you again. Like I think this is this is our sweep year. This is a sweep year. This is get your brooms out. We're about get to sweep your fucking these brooms out, bro. About to sweep these losers. McCulloch at nine, mm. Jesus. Because if there was going to be a game to win for Queensland, it would have been this one. And, and you know what they've done as well? Out. They fucked it. They fucked it with... Um, sorry, I'm getting messages here. Oh, is that more... Oh, it's Ram! No! Is that a birdie? Yep. Jesus Christ. He's still got a few more holes. Oost. He's got plenty. Ram's got one more. That was a great fucking part. Where were we? What was I saying? It's it's hard to maintain your focus when you've got money on the golf and it's in the background. Um, Cape well, they fucked it. Well, so yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just like he played well last year. He's all right, but you're right. In the whole of Queensland, they don't have a centre to... Like, you put Cape well in the back row because he's a good back rower, mm. but instead they just keep him in the centre. It's where he got fucking annihilated. He got pumped within an inch of his life. What they also fucked up with was Reed Marnie. And fucking allowing him to mm. go back and play for Parramatta in game one. He then does his fucking peck or his shoulder or some shit. And he's out for... Now he's out for like game two as well. And now you've got to do Andrew McCulloch with the greatest respect at hooker. The I'm surprised respect. they didn't put Ben Hunt at hooker. That's what I'm... Th- oh, yeah. I think that was surprising. Well, I think They must see more utility value for him. But still, I would have put him at... Oh, he's been there and done it. Mm. But I think they'll. Yeah. Like, he's playing all right for St George. Yeah. But kind of like well. the Storm are doing. I reckon they'll play like McCulloch for the first twenty or so, and then McCulloch will like come off or go into the back row or something, and Hunt will come on. Hunt's a good player, especially yeah, in a good team. Like he's playing a shit team, so it's hard. But like, mm. he is a good player. I oh, look. Fuck. At the end of the day, though, God save us. That that side. If I'm a, if I'm a Queenslander, I'm fucking. I'm furious. Yeah. We're basically going to sweep them. So you, if you have a broom, get ready to sweep. Put your brooms out. Put your brooms out for Queensland because we're about to sweep these softies. Dust off the brooms. Um, it's going to be a great time on Sunday night when we yep. fucking we win in Queensland at Suncorp for the first time in a long time. Yeah. And we bring home the shield for a celebration, a party of sorts at ANZ. The punters will turn up because they like they like to win. Are we going to watch it somewhere already Sunday night? We've also got the show the next morning. Uh, I probably well, I'll be coming back from Tasmania. Uh, I reckon okay. I'm just going to go cruise home. I think I'm going to got the two thirty fight for four thirty. Two thirty for four thirty. Two thirty to land here four thirty. Yep, that's nice. Give myself plenty of time. Um, you're going to get drunk, did you say? I think I might. I think I might. Yeah, come in a little bit dusty on this. I mean, if we win, I'd think it'd be silly not to. But then I'm also like, well, you also, you know, you're a dad and you got a kid at home and fucking starts crying at night and you're half pissed. It's not fun. So, you know, there's a lot to think about, a lot to consider. New South Wales side, on the other hand, Eddie, the only changes we've made are, I think, Crichton comes back in. Obviously, Jakey Turbo out injured, which is of great, you know, sadness to the state. We had a day of mourning. We did. Um, but Crichton comes in. Dale Finucane doesn't. Liam Wright keeps his spot. Yep. Liam Martin. Liam Martin, sorry. Payne Haas to start. 
that's sort of it. Well, they haven't announced. They've just announced a squad, not a team. No, I'm pretty sure they did. Payne Haas was at. I thought they named Payne Haas at. In, I think they just named a squad. No, it was just a squad. Yeah, yeah, it was just a, yeah, just a squad. Mm, interesting. Fanukin in the squad. Yeah, not so guaranteed. If start, I go to New South Wales Blues on Instagram. Yeah, is it just a squad? Yeah, it is just a team list. Well, there you go. But. So then, okay, so we don't know exactly how that'll shake out then in terms of whether Fanukin plays or not. Surely he does. Well, so what, you drop Fanukin for Liam. You drop Liam Martin for Fanukin. It's probably probably like doesn't it's, really matter for them, does it? They're like, yeah. No, but I mean, like, that would be the only thing. You, you, surely Crichton plays. Crichton has mm. to come in somewhere. Surely Crichton plays. Like, why wouldn't you make a good team better? That, was, that would be my argument. Yeah. Yeah. Does um, Angus Crichton make the time salad better? Yes, I think he does. Yes, he does. So you put him does. in. He absolutely does. You know what I mean? Isn't that a no-brainer? Eddie Galvey Honey, uh, Wednesday night, the the fight that stopped a nation. Um, Paul Galgallon of Rugby League turned boxer fame and Justice Hooney of uh, up-and-coming Australian boxer fame. Hooney um, beat the fuck out of Gal. Gal, one of the toughest people in Australian history, took... Some absolutely diabolical punches. His body just got completely ripped apart. Hooney fucked him up in the face as well, like just headshots. He just pummeled him everywhere. And it was like you see, you've seen all Gal's fights to date, and then you see him, oh, as Rahm goes into the bunker. Uh, then you see Gal fight Hooney, and you're like, oh, there is an absolute. Golf in ability. Massive golf. He got fucking pumped in the first two rounds. Like You could have ended every round, it seems. Oh, 100%. And then, like, you know, poor Gal tries to come inside and, and get close because, and, you know, he gonna, he's not going to get dealt up as badly. Well, the only the way he can win is by, like, brawling on the inside. Right? But so then Hooney just starts working the bod uh, in a way. I haven't seen a bod worked <laughs> Dude, over in a long every, time. Every time Gal would try and come in, it was like, you're going to have to eat some shots to get on the yeah. inside. It's like, oh, he ate some no, shots. No, no, he, like, <laughs> ate so many shots. He, I think Gal reckons he broke his rib in the second round. Whether he did or not, I'm not sure. But he got fucking pieced up. I thought it was going to be done in the first two rounds. I'm like, they're going to call this thing. But Gal hangs on because he's a fucking warrior. Yes, the only reason that Gal... I mean, like, the, like what was the thing that was surprising from it? Now, obviously, Gal tough as fuck. We know that. Mm. We certainly didn't know how tough before. Like, we now know even more because of the fight. But like, I would have thought that if Justice, one of the great names, was going to be a real like world beater, he'd need to be able to knock cunts out. If you're in the heavyweight division, like, he doesn't seem to have. He can't knock out Gal, who obviously is tough. But it's like. Could you argue that he's still a young boy becoming a man? He's only 22. You could. And he doesn't seem like he's not muscly. He's just big as fuck. He's you know not I mean? cut. No, he's not cut. He's not cut from granite. I mean, I mean that, that you don't he... have to be. Like, Tyson Fury's not. But he still doesn't like no. have a big chest. His arms aren't No, big. you don't need to be cut at all. Like, to your point, Fury's not... He's like a fucking... He's got a full dad bod, dude. He does, but he's still big. Like, he's still... When he's fit, he still, like, has a chest. Hooney just seemed like a soft-bodied heavyweight who can hit hard. Well, who can, like, who can box his ass off. Mm. I just think, like, if you can't knock out Gal, even though he kind of did in the 10th round, like... Well, he did. But I think Gal Gal has that like Homer Simpson to him where he just can't get knocked out. I feel like there's an element like of that to Gal because like, that was crazy shit. I like yeah. You can't I see and he was just like he was standing, but like he just kind of wasn't in the same time. I can't believe what, well he fell over and tackled him. 
Yeah. yeah. I like that. He, he forgot which sport he was playing. That's how someone really d- someone made a joke of one of our groups being like, I can't remember if it was in the one I'm in with you or not, where they were saying, it looked like Gal was about to get up and play the ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking didn't know where he was. But it was a great night for Australian boxing, I thought, Tom. Yes. Because it was a gentle reminder that without the leaguey, Boxing in this nation would be nothing. Would be absolutely nothing. The guy who was doing the announcing for the Gal and Hooney fight, firstly, Hooney had an entrance that took like 45 minutes to get to the ring, which I thought was <laughs> indulgent for a four-fight professional, but I was also well, definitely down for it's it. All, it's all about entertainment. Pageantry, time. but the, um, the ring announcer was this American bloke, and he had his palm cards and then when he tried to like announce the fighters to come in like he got to this sort of fever pitch and he threw his fucking cards in the air and then they just sort of fluttered off and were just all over the fucking ring and i'm like is this guy gonna pick those up like how are you meant to sort of keep announcing and then be like trying to quickly like scrounge around and then when gal gets to the ring and he's like calling gal's name all gal is doing is just pointing to this guy's cards like what are these doing here pick these cards up Pick these fucking cards up. Since so some guys got to like scurry in and pick up this dumbass announcer's cards. <laughs> um, Did you hear Gal's trainer having a go at the ref after as well? No. Oh, you didn't hear that. Yeah, I've got the video here. How is that guy calling the ref a joke? I like that ref. That ref's cool. That ref's got a bit of go about him, you fucking idiot. I don't know what the guy, what Gal's trainer's even saying. We're never He's like, why just, yeah. Oh, is he implying that they were never going to win the fight because the judge had it out for him? Or is he saying we were never going to win the, ref. the fight, so why just stop it early, just let him see it out? Like, I don't know, it could have been, but because he said like, what did he say? He goes, oh yeah, maybe that was it? it, as in we were hind, we were hind on points, obviously. Yeah. So he didn't need the stoppage. Yeah, but it's like, bruh, he's getting fucking mauled. Like, he should, the argument could have been made that he should have stopped the fight earlier anyway yeah. because he was getting so pumped. 100%. 100%. On a decision, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe Gallon's fucking training knows of the, the value of the man's chin and he's going hard at that. Yeah, could have. Not Had a real that flutter. Anyway, look, there's like a rematch clause, which I hope they don't exercise. Oh, my that is God. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. It's like Who's going, putting the rematch Gal, clause in there? Gal's putting it in. There were some wild rumors about like what the card would be for that match if if Gal doesn't box like Brandon Smith and Junior Paulo are going to be on the card and stuff. Not like against Honey. but No, like, but like, well, Brandon Smith, I think, was a junior fucking boxing champion. Really? For like New Zealand or some shit. Yeah. Really? Do your own research. I'm pretty sure though. He's like, he'll fuck you up. Really? Yep. Um, now, we, I've got John Rahm here. Is this for Bird? Yep. 
miss it. It's funny because I'm so shit at golf. Anytime I see someone having a long putt, I'm thinking it's at least for a par or a bogey. It's like, no, of course it's for a birdie because these motherfuckers know how to play golf. So, um, no, yeah, so it says it. No, but like when you're tippy top. This article says there are plans for Hooney to fight world rated heavyweight junior far. Um, if Gallon doesn't enact the rematch clause, but the card could include Jason Taumalolo, Brandon Smith, Adam Fanua Blake, and Junior Paulo. Listen, it's the only way you sell fucking So another cards. leggy night of nights. Yeah. yeah. It's the only way you sell boxing cards. Oh, That's not a bad part. That's going to go in. Oh, fuck. What a part. That is crazy. John Rahm going the big lift, now taking outright lead. To birdie on what, 17? 18. 18, that's his final hole. Yeah. Fuck, what a lift. Six under. 67 final round. That is sharp as a tack. And isn't that... Wasn't Michael saying for the US Open, like, often the win is, like, fucking close to even? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, come on, Oost. Um, anyway, look so look, look. Look at that. Shout out to, to Gal V. Hooney. Hopefully Hooney just goes and fights real boxers now. I've always said, Tom, if you're going to win a US Open, you've got to dig deep. You've got to dig deep. All right, now it is time for Dribbler Dribbles. You will hear the golf in the background because Louis got two holes to play and he is one shot off the lead. And he was paying 60 to 1. And he was paying 60 to 1. So we will be uh, listening to your dribbles and we'll also be ignoring them as Louis plays. <laughs> so uh, the final two holes, I believe, Eddie, are a par 4 and a par 5. John Rahm of COVID fucking fame, he is leading... Uh, he's just finished, and he's six under. Louis, five under. All right, let's dribble. G'day, Tom, Eddie, Dior. It's the Bristol dribbler here, calling from uh, the old dart. Just just thought I'd call up to give a shout-out to my man, Nick Hillman, who went the big lift and uh, sent me over a punters and dribblers hat. I introduced him to the potty a few weeks ago, or a few months ago, and his payback was sending me a P's and D's hat. Um, so, yeah, had to give him a shout-out. Uh, while I'm on the dribble, from way back in the summer, four wickets, instead of being a double hat-trick, should be called a four-gasm. <laughs> and uh, it's an Olympic year. Does anyone else think it's crazy that we don't have rugby league players trying out for our sevens team? I mean, can you imagine Tommy Turbo winning gold at the Olympics for sevens? Anyway, love new thoughts and big thanks to Nick for. Um, the, uh, did that go out of bounds? Yeah. yeah. So look, I like orgasm. I, I like orgasm. Works. Orgasm's uh, great. In terms of trying out for the Olympics, <clears throat> look, I don't know if you know this. You, you may have missed it. Um, Tommy Turbo currently playing for Manly. Manly looking to win a comp in October. So don't know if that'll work for us. Um, also, Tommy about to win us another shield. So, yeah. you know, there's a, there's other things at play. But obviously, if rugby league wasn't a thing, I've talked about this extensively before, we wouldn't have lost a World Cup. We no. wouldn't have lost a Sevens. We wouldn't have lost a Bledisloe. We wouldn't have lost a Tri-Nations no. our rugby championship. I mean, that's well known. That's well documented. Deep down, every Kiwi knows it. Um, and we know it too. Now... Second to that, as your dribble was being played, Louis Oosthuizen fucking hits one out of bounds on the 17th. It's all over. It's all over. Um, unless he pulls something right from out of his pee hole in uh, 
It's all over. The remaining shots. But it would seem at this stage that our dream is over and that Johnny Rahm of COVID fame will win the US Open. Thank you for your dribble, sir. Thank you to your friend who sent you over a punters and dribblers hat. We will have more punters and dribblers hats available soon. Um, many more. Many, many more. Yeah, g'day, fellas. Uh, Gator Bug, dribbler here. Uh, just wanted to do a quick review on that song you left at the end of your last podcast. Um, look, I wouldn't lie if I thought it was a 5 out of 10 at max. You know, it's not the best song you guys provided. Probably won't be the best either. Um, it kind of sounds like something Jimmy Buffett would write. And uh, I'm not sure if I like that. Uh, just a, one last thing is uh, Manly sucks a bag of fucking dicks. And uh, you guys would be nothing with Dr. Boyovich. All right. Um, this Gatorbug fella sounds like a great A fuckwit, if I can be honest. The song was one of the great songs of all time. That's just commonly accepted. It's been put in contention for a Grammy. Yeah, it has. I can tell you that. Single of the year. And obviously Manly are fucking one of the big three. So, like, this guy just sounds like one of the full... I don't know, you know, like, full-time, part-time employment. This guy's a full-time dumb cunt, I think. Too many Gator Bugs. Too many Gator Bugs, which we're not against, but like, if you're going to be a full-time DC, an FTDC, then you know, it's going to come back to bite you on the ass at some point. Tom, Eddie, Dior, it's uh, the Dogs 13 Plus dribbler here of the Dogs winning 13 Plus game. Just wanted to remind you boys of the great respected science that is rugby league Matt, and that the mighty Dogs of War have defeated two clubs this season. The Cronulla Sharks and the DMC Dragons. Oh, no, he didn't back himself. Got to back yourself. You got Have we lost him? Has yeah, he come yeah, back, that or is it. that it? That was okay, it. That's you got to back yourself, brother. You got to rip and tear. It's a disappointing end. Disappointing end to um, what was shaping up to be a mediocre dribble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of representative of the dog season, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Not up to it. Mm. Is this a free drop for Louis? Surely not. Joking. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, let's move on. Tom, Eddie, happy birthday to your punters, dribblers. It's the 40 nil dribbler here. Boys, I'm not sure if you've seen a recent interview with Cam Smith. Uh, he was going on about the 2007 and 2009 premierships that they were stripped of. He was going on saying they should have the asterisks removed from their names. I think it's ridiculous. They cheated. But my question to you boys today is, the 2008 premiership, where Manly won, I wanted to see, do you think, because they cheated that year also, do you think that we should all we should have two premierships to our name, taking our premierships from eight to nine? Want to know your thoughts, boys? Manly Prem soon. See you soon. Cheers. Look, it's commonly accepted that Manly won in 2007 and 2008. Mm. Is it? it? That's commonly accepted. It's commonly accepted, but as, but as class acts, we choose to not... We don't want the 2007 one counted to our name, but it's commonly understood that we would have won that comfortably had they not been cheating the salary cap to the tune of $50 million. So, yes. I don't know where Cameron gets that rhetoric from. Like, he's been bullish about it over the years. Well, I get how- it. He was playing in the team. 
Yeah, but they, but like they put in as hard a work as any other team that year. But as did, players, but, you 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 know, and this is me taking off my storm mask. But as a player, if you're in that team, especially if you were maybe not Cam Smith, but one of the less well paid players, you'd kind of be like, "Fuck, I worked my ass off that year." They won the grand final, nice. but they didn't. They don't have a premiership. Yeah, I don't think like if you're a player, hundred percent say you won the comp. Like, I don't think that you take that away. I don't think they should lose their rings, any of that shit. But it's 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 an asterisk year. You didn't win the comp. You don't have it as your thing because you guys are fucking cheats. Um, but no, we won't be claiming those ones. We don't want it to say. We don't want to say it's nine. We'll just win our ninth in twenty twenty one. That's probably our play. That's it. He, if he gets his close, let's get it in from here, Louis. Let's hit that one in, brother. Let's get that one in, brother. <gasps> oh, he can make that. That's very makeable. Louis. Louis. Louis, Louis. All right. G'day, boys. It's the Kick and Tee Dribbler. Firstly, thanks for Origin. It was epic. Um, and it got me thinking about the journey that we're all on as dribblers. I've actually found that Charles Darwin wrote a theory uh, on the seven genomic stages of dribble evolution. Um, and I thought I'd read them out to you now. Sorry, this might go over two minutes. That's okay. Um, stage one, PD, the pre-dribble era. This is when the dribbler is that lippy bloke in a group of mates, um, but he doesn't know where to channel his energy. Stage two, D-Day, Discovery Day. This is the day the dribbler discovers the podcast. Maybe it's a co-worker, you know, pulls them aside and says, hey, mate, I can see you've got a problem. There's a place you can go. You can stay anonymous if you want. Stage three, hotline bling. This is when the dribbler has listened to the potty for a bit and they dare to dream. Could I call the hotline? Could I have a dribbler name? You know, maybe they start practicing their dribbler, their dribbles in the shower. Stage four, P's and D's page. Now, this is the most common stage of most of the dribblers. Uh, this is when the dribbler becomes active in the page. You know, they start making a few memes. Maybe they put Josh Schuster's face on a Daredevil poster. <laughs> you know, they're game enough to call out Kendrick in the comments. <laughs> stage five, household name. Uh, this is when the dribbler becomes famous for something or a particular niche topic. Um, uh, can't really think of a good example, but you know maybe it's Danny Exotic, King of Rack and Red, Jelly Shot Kid, or Jack of Clark fame. At this stage of your dribbler life, you know you're old enough to remember the moon landing and what that meant for the dribbler community. Um, every time you walk past a block of tasty cheese, you have a little giggle to yourself because you remember Big Tasty and the Tasty Boys. <laughs> Stage six, friend of the show. This is when the dribbler becomes more famous than the show itself. Uh, this is probably a place reserved for nudes soon or St. Peter, maybe Christian Welsh. <laughs> Essentially, it's someone that becomes more famous than the podcast. And lastly, stage seven, the final dribble. This is when the dribbler dribbles so hard that they pass into the next life. And I think, you know, this is probably a place for gas, definitely buzz. But I want to know, it. boys, um, when the dribblers enter the pearly gates of dribbler heaven, Who's there handing them a bloke and says, you know, welcome on in. Thanks for the origin beers, boys. Catch up soon. Have to be the Don, wouldn't it? Who's, le- who's ma- meeting him up in the pearly gates? John, who's uh, drops a shot there. Uh, he almost parred that, which would have been great. But he fucked it. He fucked it. Um, I like that dribble from Kicking T. I think that was very nice, the uh, evolutionary stages of dribble. Um, who's the dribbler that is at the pearly gates? It's a great question. Just like what? So, like, who's the biggest dribbler of all time who's dead? That's what I mean. That's what I mean. It's not the Don. I don't feel like the Don's going to yip in Yahoo. I feel like the Don's going to be in his own private's cordoned area and when you get to dribbler heaven and, like, you slowly earn your way to go and hang out with him. 
But he's you know off I mean? limits largely. He's off limits largely because the dribblers would annoy the fuck out of him. Mm. You know what I mean? They'd chew his ear off, and the Don needs to be in fucking. He needs to be ready to rip and tear. Um, I don't mind Tommy Radonikus sort of welcoming everyone in. The late Tommy, we lost him this year. One He's of the great dribblers. One of the time. great dribblers. Would Richie Benno maybe be in there? Not traditional dribble, but Richie you know. wouldn't be. Well, Richie wouldn't be he's welcoming not, he's people. Not, he's not lowbrow enough. Yeah. He's not a man of yeah, the people true. like that, Richie. You know what I mean? He'd be like, "Don't touch me." I feel, and that's with the greatest respect to Richie. Thank you for everything, but I think Tommy, a man of the people, he likes a. He likes to rip and tear. Imagine him welcoming. Likes a punt. Likes a yard. Yeah. I think he'd mm. set the standard well. Correct. Which is what we want. He'd be standing there with an esky, just like offering. Oh, look at that part! Fuck me! Oh, is that a replay boost? Mm. Um, yeah, he'd be setting the standard well. So I'd say Tommy welcomes everyone to the pearly gates. Good dribble though from the KTD. I appreciate that. Kicking tea soon. Yeah, g'day. Uh, the uh, pronunciation dribbler here, or the confused dribbler? I'm not sure. What's the go with Josh Papali, Charles Nickel Clockstab? If you do yourselves a favour and go back and listen to um, your boy Brave and Astor and the other fella pronounce some of these names when they're playing, somehow Josh Papali's gone to Josh Papali'i. Don't know when that happened. And then Charles Nickel Clockstab, fucking. Chansey Nicole Crockstar, apparently. Fucking crazy shit. I don't know. It confuses me. How do you say it? Who's out? Um, so I think what you might be uh, confused by the young dribbler man, the confused dribbler, is that the way that they were pronounced when you first heard them and have become accustomed to was incorrect. And then now the commentators have been made white, like been made aware of that, that it's not... Papali, it's Papali'i, and Klokstad is not Klokstad, it's Klukstad, I think. Yeah, Kl- or Klukstad. I mean, yeah, Klukstad. Basically, we were saying them wrong. We were saying them wrong. <laughs> Nickel Kotrick is, uh, sorry, uh, Nick Kotrick is Kotrich. That's the one where I'm like, and full respect Chotrich. to everyone for knowing their own names, but I feel like Nick is wrong with that. Because who would ever make a name that has three ch sounds? Dude, it's like- Balkan, brah. Still Chotrich. Yeah, mate. Really? That's I'm fucking okay. I'm from a Balkan family these days, dude. Chotrich. I'm fine with Kotrich. But maybe it's not about Chotrich. what you're fine with. It just seems like that they've made a tough life for themselves if Well, yeah, but that's is. the way they speak though. So okay. it's only, it's not a tough life for them. It's a tough life for us. Right. My apologies to the Balkan community. Yeah, my daughter's respect. fucking half Balkan, bro. Yeah. You just you're disrespecting I my fucking blood. Have the utmost respect. I've Jesus visited Croatia Christ. and Bosnia, love it. Yeah, but yeah, um, did you disrespect him over there? I well, no, I showed too much respect because I paid the weed dealer in like Croatian dollars instead of Bosnian dollars, and I ended up paying him like double because I thought it was the same kind. Just of weed purchases around the world with Dio Dave. Mm, yeah, so see, I, sure. we, we, we need to, to get your family comfortable with you <laughs> trying weed on camera, and then we just get him to try. It's just trying weed with Dio Dave or baked. Baked just with baked. your, of baked. course, yeah. I've always wanted to do a podcast, which is just cones with Dio Dave. But 
it's just like me and a mate, but just sitting in silence ripping cones. Well, I know. Every no, now you, and then it's like, oh, no, you can't good. be sitting in silence. You have to be trying to do something <laughs> while ripping cones. I'm happy any, to. I don't know if anyone would listen if it was just listen, in silence. No, I'm happy to. I'm happy to give you the floor. I'm happy to help you fucking make that happen. If it's cones with D or Dave, but you have to be ripping a cone to start the whole thing. I'll and do like a companion to the new Rick and Morty out today, which is just me. Is Rick and, and, well, is Rick and Morty out? Yeah, new ones out today. Yes. Yeah. Do you watch Rick and Morty? Never watched it. So oh, good. Bruh. Never watched best. it. I know. I've been told a bunch, Brandon? but I'm just like. Brayden doesn't watch Rick and Morty. Oh, oh I'm actually jealous that you can go and watch them all again. Well, like you'd start, yeah, you can start, the start. First time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see how we go. Um, anyway, I can't remember what happened in that dribble. Chotrich. Chotrich, yeah. yeah. It's, let's move on. The guys fucking, the names is how they actually want to be pronounced. So don't be too, you know, put off by that. That's just how they want, that's how you pronounce their fucking name. Play on. Yeah. Hey, Tom, Eddie, Dave. First time dribbler here. Uh, New South Wales fan stuck living in Brisbane. Uh, also a Manly fan too. Look, it's been a terrific couple of weeks. Um, I was listening to your most recent episode where you rightly said, oh, having one of the greatest of all time seasons, I couldn't agree more. I'm wondering whether is now the time to put on what I like to call the Jonathan Thurston 2015 bet. That's Tommy to win absolutely everything. So it would start with New South Wales winning origin, obviously with Tommy Turbo taking out the Wally Lewis medal, the Brad Fittler medal, Manly to win the comp, obviously, Tom winning Dalian, and Tom winning Clive Churchill. If you guys could uh, could set that up with Bluebet, I'd happily throw down a pineapple on that. I'd get on that. Anyway. You can't punt on Dalian anymore because that dickhead fucking... Mm. Loaded up The guy that counted oh, yeah. the votes Loaded up on Bellamy Bellamy at eight bucks To win coach of the year And ruined it for So we can't even bet on The fucking Dalian winner no. Alright so we gotta remove Dalian But everything else you can do What if you roll it into a multi Cause then it's like Could Bluebet go We'll give you a market on Dalian Only if it's in this multi No you can't punt on it It's illegal Okay Like that's this As you can't offer markets that aren't sanctioned by the NRL. Right, right. Because okay. then I guess you could just pair it in a multi with like Storm versus Tigers. With like $1 odds. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So we do all of those without Dally M though. Yes. So Tommy Man of the Series, Tommy Fittler medal, Tommy uh, to win the grand, Manly to win the grand final, Tommy Clive Church. Tom, you probably can't get um, Wally Lewis and Brad Fittler because Wally Lewis is the man of the series, both teams, and then Brad Fittler's the New South Wales player, which you'd assume if you win the Wally, you'd win the Brad. But yeah, but not necessarily. Yeah, because like if you punted on it now, like Queensland could hypothetically still win the series. And so one of their players could get the Wally Lewis medal. Because you could get the Brad Fittler, but you won't necessarily get the Wally Lewis. Mm. Yeah, but you, if you got the if you got the Wally Lewis, you'd win the Brad. You that's would think so. Anyway, let's look into that. Let's look into that's, that. That's that's Bluebet's problem. Yeah, <laughs> Tom, Eddie, Dior, the KMF dribbler calling in on location from the sunny capital of Queensland, Bris Vegas. Uh, the KMF dribbler here, mate. It's the Kilmary fuck. Want to know, boys? Uh, State of Origin edition. Who would you kill, marry, and fuck out of? Tommy Turbo, uh, Big Teddy, and uh, Trell. Uh, for what it's worth, I've, I've got uh, Tommy Turbo and his big Tommy knocker, one night of passion, and he can just coat me, nut on chest, all over. Uh, have to marry 
Teddy, Captain Courageous. He's just uh, he's just a, a guy. I think he'd know the nice restaurants on the eastern suburbs just to wine you and dine you and treat you the way you want to be treated in a marriage. And unfortunately, I just have to say goodbye to Trell because I just feel like uh, when the good times are good, he'd be good to you. But just um, when the bad times are there, mate, I just don't think he would really uh, invest in the in the relationship. So it's, it's uh, see you later, Trell. Love to hear your thoughts, boys. Uh, be soon. And uh, take it easy. Go Blues, 50-plus next game. I think I'd marry Tommy because I want him in my life for as long as possible. Correct. And I think I'd, I'd Chong Trell. I think I'd Chong Trell because, because he's of, big and he's thick and he's imposing and, and he's like, way with he's me. he's just got this like powerful spark to him where it's like he mm. can just do anything, you know. Exactly. And then and I'd then kill... Kill Teddy. Yeah. With the greatest respect to Teddy. But at this stage of the three of them, that's just the way you'd have to play it. And, you know, that just shows how good of a place New South Wales is in that I'm killing Tedesco in that situation. Yeah, think about that. We're killing Tedesco. Anyway, good question. Hope we answered that. Louis did answer it. Louis has to chip in here. Basically has to get it in from here. Got to chip in. Okay. Let's chip it in here from Louis. From here, Louis. Let's chip it in from here, Louis. Got it. Got it. Got it there. Uh, yeah, hey, Tom. Eddie, uh, Dior, Turncoat. Happy birthday, Dave. It's the Beanie Dribbler here. Um... Yeah, I was just thinking, uh, my head's a little bit cold at the moment, walking around in this delicious and disgusting winter. And I was just thinking, uh, punters and dribblers beanie would just not go astray. Um, I reckon if you, you know, bought into that, you'd make shit tons of cash. I would personally buy one. Um, willing to take 20% of profits, if not 15%, but we, we, can, we can talk numbers. Mm. Uh, but yeah, all right. Um, think about it. Uh, think about making some money and uh, you soon. Look, if we were to do beanies, um, not only would you not get any commission, you would also have to pay for one. Yeah. So there's that. That's just, to, we'll get that out of the way quick. Uh, beanies certainly a 2022 consideration. They won't be happening this year. No, they won't. Uh, we've already got the bounced out trackies, which are en route. Uh, so, do like the idea of Beanie. You're not the first person to hit us up with that. Someone else hit me up with that yesterday. Um, but yeah, punters and dribblers, Beanie's uh, probably a, an essential winter item. For 2022. For 2022. I don't think you need one this year. Nah, it's not that All cold. You need, nah, it's not that cold. All you need is the bounce out trackies with a hood. Yeah. So, you know. Play on. That's what I'd want this bounce winter. Bounce out uh, trackies pre-sale starts this week. So I know that we've probably been saying that for a minute, but it actually does start this week. So very excited for you all to uh, get around that. Starts this week. Very exciting. Uh, do we want to pay attention to Louis here for a second? Because he's got to chip in. I feel like we should at least be paying attention. So he's got to chip this in to send it to a fucking playoff. Yep. Beg your pardon? Uh, Braden, I'd like a little bit more fucking confidence than that, please. Saying it's not happening before he's hit the shot is disgraceful. This is what sport's about. Sport's about moments, Eddie. Sport's about giving yourself an opportunity. He's not getting it. (laughs) Giving yourself an opportunity to be great, to etch your name into history. Look, if you want to be great, you've got to do great things. And chipping it in on the 72nd hole for an eagle to force a playoff is, that's the definition of great. Yeah. 
So it's just about how great Louis wants to be. Does he want to be the greatest? Yeah. Or does he, he want to be Bush League? Here's a chance for Louis to be great. Dare to be great. Oh, I don't like it. I didn't love it. Ooh. Spin back. Spin back and work. Work. Oh. Work. Johnny Rahm wins the US Open. Well done, brother. After that COVID fucking shit show. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's continue with the dribbles. You can even turn that down if you want. Yeah, Braden. So. Fucking hell. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Pundas and Dribblers. It's a stats man. Uh, firstly, great night last week. And uh, shout out to my new friend, Sean and Earl. Um, here's a uh, origin stat for you. We've had the origin series for 40 years now, which means we've had 40 game ones. These games are normally pretty close, and the stats back that up. There's only eight out of the 40 have finished in 13-plus results. But better yet, only four have been 13-plus wins away from home, and all those four were by New South Wales in 85, 2003, 2017, and last week. And until last week, the highest ever game one score was 36. Nobody had ever hit 40, let alone 50, in game one. BC. Love it. Love it. Statsman just shining a light on how great New South Wales is. Yes. You've got to love that. You've got to love that. We're great. We're going to win the comp. We're going to win the series. And the comp. And the comp. Like if New South Wales were in the comp, we'd win it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. Dude, if New South Wales was in the comp, are you kidding me? We fucking win that thing easy. Yeah, like you'd hope so. What do you mean you'd hope so? Well, like if they're the best team picked out of all the Australian players, which is like probably more than half of the league. You know, no, we're just telling... No, 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 Dave, we're just they telling you... They still probably wouldn't beat the Storm, though, even if they had Adokar. No, we're just telling you, though, that we would win the comp mm. if we were in it. That's yep. all we're saying. Don't overcomplicate it. But Don't overcomplicate it, bro. Yeah, okay. You're making it too complicated. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Tom, Eddie, Dave, how are we, gents? Hey, got a question for you, boys. Um, rugby league, the greatest game of all, as we know, has its, has its many characters. You're, you're Danny Wilders of ruining your boy corner's um, retirement, shot and fame. You're fucking, you're Buzz Rothfield. You're, you're Roger Fabrice. I've been thinking, as of late, the last fucking weeks, if not months, every time we shine a spotlight on these boys, um, they just seem to get fucking weirder and fucking weirder. Like, I'm, I'm a bit tawny. I, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, question is, is who's next? Who are we putting the spotlight on? And who can we sort of um, unearth in this rugby league fucking never-ending story? All right, cheers, lad. Be soon, and keep it, keep it up. Look, I would say when it comes to the rugby league character, they pick themselves, and we merely amplify them throughout you know, incredible reach and, you know, access to an audience, right? You know what I mean? So, like, our numbers dizzying as they are, these people start to reveal themselves and we go, hey, look at this person. Yeah, to a degree. Uh, others we have, like, you could argue we've unearthed a little bit. Well, we certainly unearthed them, but it's because we see them before, like, we blow them up because we see them being weird. No, not all of them. Give me an example. Roger Fabry was not weird until we blew him up. Well, he was just a sprint coach. Well, Roger was a sprint coach, but he was he was he certainly he certainly taken his newfound notoriety. Well, not his his new like his his hot 
he's having a moment, Roger Fabri. You know what I mean? He's having a big moment. He's having a huge moment. And he's, you know what he's doing? He's capitalizing with fucking funny, strange content. He wasn't lying at Maroubra Junction fucking on in a, the ground. In a homeless shelter. Yeah, no, he wasn't. Dancing with homeless people no, he before wasn't. we blew him up. Mate. No, he wasn't. He definitely wasn't doing that. Um, that, uh, that is all sort of – that's 2021 Fabri. That's for sure. Yeah. That's post-glow up Fabri. That's post-glow up Fabri. And he's just now he's got the, he's got the eyeballs on him. Well, I think what Tom was saying, though, is that in some way they present themselves to us. We can't go out there and yeah, just... Yeah, it's hard to just be like... We oh, can't just go the out there and pick willy-nilly. No. But when we know, you'll know, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Can you just... I just... Oost didn't fucking get back to 500, did he? Because if he did, that'll piss me off. I'm sure he would have, yeah. Yeah, he would have made that putt, you reckon? And so that was for Birdie, that putt? Oh, he wouldn't have ne- definitely made that. I'm part. saying if he got back to five under, then that fucking hit in that. Yeah, he did. He did. That would have been playoff if he hadn't fucking hit that thing out. Or if he'd made that par part. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Um, all right, let's move on. Amazing days, Tom, Eddie, we all. Today's a huge day for me. Um, I've been seeing the girl for about 18 months. And um, yeah, she's um, been fucking me around and driving me through the mud too much. And um, I want to thank you guys heaps for really bringing out how important omens are in my life. I was thinking about this for ages, and then today I was really confirmed and keen on doing it. And then as I was driving, a sprinkled bit of rain came, a rainbow came over the front of my car, some Lord song saying, it's over, started playing, and I'm, I'm pumped, I'm doing it. Wish me luck, it's happening. See you, boys. What? I think he's, he's breaking up with his missus. Yeah. And he's come back with a second dribble though. He's talking about the importance of omens and he's, it's raining. He sees a rainbow and then there's a song on the radio called it's saying it's over. So he's going to break up with the missus on an omen. Mm. He's, no, but he said he's been getting the run around oh, for a couple okay, of years. Right, right, right. And now... Wow. Yeah. He's got a second dribble. Let's see what you happens. You didn't listen to any of it, did you? No. <laughs> didn't. <sighs> did it, fellas? I fucking did it. Um, yeah, beer soon. Beer's very fucking soon. Love your shit. Um, lippy dribbler soon. Thanks, fellas. Okay, so he's now single. I mean, I would have preferred a little bit more info on how it went down. He said, I, like, I wonder if he mentioned In his own omens. time, in his own time, I'm sure he can call back when he's let it digest a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, like, let's not give him some, like, let's give him time. He called up and told us he was going to break up with his missus. Like, I don't know. No, but it sounded like he needed to go guzzle fucking 700 blood. Sure. I'm just saying, if you call up and say that you, uh, based on omenry, <laughs> have broken up with your misso, then you just say you've done it. Like, I need to know a bit of the blow by blow. I don't want to hear some, some, like, sad thing. I hope, like, you know. Don't give us if it's some like fucked up story. Don't tell us, or it's like don't be like celebrating someone's sadness. But if you're going to go through all this trouble, I need to know how you did it. I need to know: did you mention that the fucking you saw omens? Like, did you say, "Listen, I, this is an omen based breakup," which might be the first of its kind. I think it's the. Fir- I think it might be the first. Of At its least kind. the first of its kind for a long time since we've been studying it. Since we've picked up the omen root textbooks again. Look, so in the last 15, 20 years. In the textbooks, it's there There are omenry breakups used as examples. That's but dark age rhetoric. Dark right? age it's, rhetoric. It's they haven't happened. been used for many, many, many moons. Speaking of omens, just quickly, while this guy dumped his missile, 
What did I say on about even about squeezing the juice out of that DCE punters and dribblers omen? I said there was enough juice in it and it, it put us at the forefront of omenry worldwide in human history. I was like, there's enough juice in this omen for Daily Cherry Evans to get over because it worked for New South Wales. It then worked for Manly and then it was like, but DCE didn't score yet. I feel like there's still juice in that omen for DCE to get over. And what the fuck happens? We're pushing boundaries. We're the professors of omenry, clearly, but... Well, we're pushing the boundaries. We're pushing what's possible in the world of omenry. Yeah, um, cutting edge omenry. We're at the fucking coalface, basically, of omenry. Yeah, uh, but that is the first time anyone's ever been dumped. Uh, or at least, sorry, no. first time in recent memory. Yes. Since the Dark Ages, as I pull out a fucking hair in my nose. Ironic, because we were talking <laughs> yeah. about no hairs being in there. Uh, anyway, shout out to breaking up with your missus for an omen. If you're a Miss O... And you listen, how did he do it? Call up. Let us know. Did he mention the omen? Let's move on. Tom, Eddie, Dave, what's up, baby? The interim dribbler here. So Cronulla Sharks, four wins in a row, 10 competition points with a bye. Is Josh Hannay breaking the interim mould and forging a new mould as a regular season coach, a.k.a. the coach of the year, a.k.a. breaking the interim mould, a.k.a. reinventing the wheel. Just want to hear your thoughts. Not you, deal. Anyway, Hannay always, has or never. That's such a Cronulla thing to say, like, has or never? You want Josh Hannay forever? My God, with the greatest respect to Josh, get get real, bruh. Josh is starting to string together some some nice solid wins, huh? Yeah, and full, yeah. And full respect to Josh. Full respect to Josh. Full credit to Josh. Mm. You want to hear a weird stat? So Storm right now, one twelve in a row. That's not weird. That's the longest winning streak in the NRL. Why the fuck have you started that with a Storm stat? Because the second longest winning streak in the NRL is the Sharks with four wins. Are they four on the trot, are they? They're four on the trot. No one else is. Parramatta, South Sydney, both three. Well, yeah, Manly uh, beat Parramatta, so they wouldn't have many in that. Mm. Manly won two. Yeah, well, Newcastle fucking yeah. Yeah, we got robbed. But yeah, so Sharks in a bit of hot form. There you go. Sharkies, hot form, beat the Panthers. And then who'd they beat on the weekend? The Cowboys? Mm. No, nothing to be proud of there. Mm. Um, anyway, interesting. Very. Josh Hannay, stringing wins. There you go. Good times, Braden. Good times. Oh, yeah, Braden. That's right. Sharks fan. Fuck you. Happy birthday, Dave. Hey, Tom Eddie. Um, West Coast dribbler here. Um, just um, a. Thought, I think, trying to think of lack of a better word. Um, would, would you boys consider having um, music in the background of your pod, like um, instrumentals of you know, kind of classic songs or the likes? No. Um, Why the know, fuck it, it, that? It's hard trying to, you know, trying to perfect perfection. But, um, Why would you have music like on would, the um, back of a podcast? That would help, especially when. You know, Dave's taken a while to do or something, and there's just a silence. Oh, he thinks um, maybe like mood music. Do, oh, do, 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 more often than not, that kind of happens. I'll just check to see if it's buffering. Um, yeah, I just, no, I, I just think of a bit yeah. of a classic rock. Yeah. When Dior's taking 45 minutes to fucking do or something. Uh, okay, I think we've I've heard enough. I get it. I get what he's saying, but no. I think what needs to improve, rather than editing in fucking elevator music, is just Dave's speed at Dioring. Mm. 
Dave which, should, is, which has fallen off a cliff. It's fallen off a cliff. Dave should technically be Google searching every single topic we ever bring up just in case we want more information on it. Today's been okay. We haven't really lent on you that hard, um, in fairness. Look, you've been better. You've been better. I'm not going to lie and say that you've been worse. You, have you been haven't better. been worse. You definitely haven't been worse, but you've still been bad. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Right. Hope that helps. I mean, yeah, you did play Statsman Dribbler twice, you know what I mean? That's, we need a perfect performance. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I'm not Tommy Turbo. I thought you were going to say Tommy Berms. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> that too. Just a Saturday night. Yeah. Sorry, I just keep talking when you press the fucking drill. Yeah. Do you want to interrupt again? <laughs> Hi, Tom and Eddie. Still Dave. This is the Squishman Dribbler. of travelling from Alice Springs to Esperance. Han Solo, lots of pondering time, fame. Uh, came across my... That's the internet. Dave. Not my fault. Han Solo, lots of pondering time, fame. Uh, came across my thoughts during my travels of would you rather be forever clean, but ability to shower at your own leisure, or forever full, and also ability to eat and drink at your own leisure. Uh, this came across my mind after not having a shower for the last five days. And also Eddie the camel, which I came across, which I won't disclose how for legal reasons. I also believe if Nate Dares comes to Australia, the or Dave should have hot ones with him. Ciao. That'd be a good podcast episode, Cones with D or Dave. Mm. Would you rather be forever clean or and forever what? No, he's saying forever clean and you can shower at your own leisure or forever hungry and you can eat no, at your own forever leisure. Forever full and you can eat at Sorry, your forever full. Yeah. And you can eat whenever you want or forever clean and shower whenever you want. I mean, like, probably forever clean. I think forever full. I wouldn't want to feel full. I'd like being able yeah, to... But, but, but no, I don't, well, it depends Feeling means full like is annoying. Full or, like, like satisfied. Satiated. Because like, I would... It would be nice, like, not to have to, like, eat sometimes. Like, right. Imagine just being clean all the time and then you go, I'll have a shower if I want, if I just feel like the fucking sensation. I enjoy showering. I like a shower. But wait, okay, but what do you prefer, eating or showering? A great meal that you're fucking really like hankering for, or it's like a shower. You're never craving a shower. You don't well crave food. Well, sometimes, it, sometimes a shower is a, a bit of a chore. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, I need to have a shower. Like, well, eating's always good. That's true. But it's like, it depends how, what he means by like, you can eat at your leisure. Like, can you still enjoy food or is it like, oh, I'm just eating for the sake of it? You're eating for the sake of it. The same way you're okay, showering yeah, for the no, sake of it if you're fucking up and if you're clean. Yeah, then I'm showering. Then I'm a clean man. Yeah. yeah. Shit question, to be honest, if I can be completely honest. <laughs> like, as in, I appreciate the dribble, but that's like, I don't think that's a fucking, that's a weird would you rather. It's not the best I've heard. But I didn't hate it. Like it got us, got us going. It got us going for sure. I'm just more like I feel like it's pretty fucking obvious. Well, with the greatest respect to that guy, we are pretty smart though. We are. So we saw straight through it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Johnny Ram. Although he had just eaten camel, so maybe his views of food were a bit down at that point. That's true. Just eating camel. Mm. Moving on. DMC. Oi. Oi. Oi, DMC. Oi, 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 40 nil. Oi, 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 DMC. They're coming back. DMC. They're gonna win 13 plus. DMC. They're gonna win 13 plus. Hard to bounce Tigers come back. 
Chicken hug! <laughs> <laughs> I like. I was clapping with it at the yeah. start, and then it just lost all rhythm. Well, the rhythm disappeared. Quick sticks, but I didn't hate it. No, I didn't hate it. G'day, uh, Tom, Eddie, uh, Dior, Dave. Uh, it's the Gilbert dribbler here. Um, do you reckon there's any uh, correlation between? the downfall of the mighty Australian Rugby Union and the increase of the cauliflower ears in the NRL. And I'm talking about uh, Queensland's finest, I believe he's from Nambour, Reid Marnie, and uh, New South Wales' uh, Victor Radley with the cauliflower ears. Yeah, I see that uh, Australian Rugby Union's gone to shit and the cauliflower ears in the NRL has increased. What a lot. Okay, uh, beer soon. Rum and Coke soon. Turn coats never. Goodbye. So would you be saying to me that the, the the lack of cauliflower ear in the rugby union setup a direct correlation with the decline in the sport? I mean, I'm not prepared. I'm prepared to go with that. I also don't think Victor Radley has cauliflower ears. No, I don't think he does. Reed Marnie looks more like it, and he wears headgear. So there's not that it. many cauliflower ears in rugby no. league, though. I will say this about ears, though. Did you guys see, like, Albert Kelly's game day get-up? Yes. He's wearing, like, a Bluetooth headset or something? Yes. That piqued my interest. That was, I think that's when sometimes when you take a whack to the ear, that's how cauliflower ears happen, mm. is that it fills with blood, like, so that the, the, the thin layer of skin in your ear, it fills with blood, and then it goes hard and calcifies, and that's what the cauliflower ear is. Right. So when it goes, when it thickens up, they have to drain the blood out of it with, like, a little syringe. That's a Kiwi accent <laughs> for you. Um... And so that thing covering it would just be to stop him taking another whack because as soon as you get whacked, it just busts up again. I'd have maybe got a cauliflower ear. Shout out to Toby Brown uh, in year twelve, and it's like he's just had a, he can't put he can only wear one headphone. He had the blood drained out of it and just kept coming back, kept coming back, and the headphone doesn't fit in his ear anymore. You're like that's fucking annoying. I um, I th- I thought Tyrone and Peachy just as a side note was great yesterday. Mm. He was good. And then they hooked, and him. Fucking, they hooked him. And that young little um, fucking... Jaden Campbell. Jaden Campbell. He's tiny, bro. Mate, he... What? Is he 70 kilos dripping weight? Dude, and he looks so young. It's like he looks like a young child. And he's fucking like scoring he's tries. he's so skinny. Jaden Campbell is 80 kilos. 80 kilos, two well, I tries. I don't believe that. No, neither do I. I don't believe... That's my... Fu- it's like that's only four kilos lighter than me. I don't believe that. And about 100 lighter than me. But he is... He is... So young, but fucking talented, dude. Like, he is, he is a gun. He's a beast. Scored a try, set up two from, I think, one from a kick, two from a pass. Absolute beast. Absolute beast. And Tyron Peachy was doing super well. He was fucking playing great, and then they get rid of him. Um, this may surprise the listener. I've never had cauliflower ears. You've never had them? No. Now, I haven't either, but I do have this one bit in my ear that I think back from my footy days, as far as a cauliflower goes, it's not very cool. But it's like, it used to, you know, like the top of your ears here, it's just like thin, thin like skin. Mm-hmm. I got a knock once playing footy on the ear and now it's stiff at this part, this part of my ear is stiff. So I'm thinking oh. I've got a tiny bit of cauliflower up the top of one ear. Can't notice it. Mm, a mate of mine's the same. It's just rock hard at the top. Yeah, that's me, that's dude. Weird. I'll let you feel it one day, but it's... <laughs> It's rock hard at the top of my ears. So technically, I could have cauliflower ears. Um, Are you going to claim that? 
I'm not ruling it out. I'm not ruling it. How about Bryson? Went from fucking contention to three over. Because yeah, he's a fucking loser. Yeah. Um, anyway. There he is, 26th. Wow. What a shit fight. 26th, bro. Michael had him beating Brooks in the kitchen sink. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Eddie, Tom, Dave, you fucking turncoat. Kickboxing dribbler here, boys. Um, we just got the one win over the uh, Dolby Wheatman, uh, Gatlinburg Seat. And, boys, my job was PCMs, and today I handed uh, a fair bit of fucking PCMage out there on the footy field. I just want to ask a question. Um, in your opinion, in the last decade, who would be the biggest PCM fucking enforcer, you know? Like, who, who's getting the most PCMs in the last decade? And I want forwards only, like, fuck back. Tommy Trevojevic. Yeah, no, 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 no. Fuck back, only forwards. Yeah, yeah. Who's your best PCM bloke? Cheers, boys. Love your work. <laughs> fuck you, Davey Turncoat. Um, up Queensland. PCM is reserved to the, like, respect for the PCM reserved for the forward. I'd say it's probably someone like your Jason Taumalolo for the last 10 years of PCM fame. Mm. He'd be hard to go past. He'd be hard to go past. Him or George Rose, probably. George Rose, Jakey mm. Turbo. James Fisher-Harris is leading this year. Who's yeah. leading? Who's late? Can you get last 10 years PCM. stats for us? Oh, sorry, Brian Toll is leading this year and James Fisher-Harris is second. That's pretty crazy. Mm. You would think it's Jason, he would have racked up some PCMs in some of those Dell M years. Yeah, fuck yeah. Grand final winning years and shit. It'd have to be Tamalolo. though. Why is it that Father's Day is different in America to here? Um, I don't know. Maybe, that, maybe the fathers wanted it in summer. Mm. I can respect I'm that. I'm just saying, I'm seeing people get fucking Father's Days all over the world, and I'm like, where's my Father's Day? Ours is in September. Mm. Yeah, Tamalolo was first last year. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say Tamalolo. I think we can go with that. But, yeah, look, PCM's the, the greatest stat in fucking um, rugby league. I think the new PCM king is, what, Taniela Paseca now for me. Taniela Paseca, king of the PCM. I tell you what, I wouldn't mind, and I'm just thinking of this like as in a cross-branding opportunity, Eddie. Mm. Um, Kellogg's obviously famous for their snack bar, the LCM. Yes. What if we just change it to a PCM and you get a f- picture of a fucking throbbing rugby league player on there. Yeah, that you collect and they'll end up you being worth them. fucking five hundred. You eat the you eat the you eat the uh, the PCM bar. Yep. Uh and then you get like a little card for the footy player. Yeah. You eat the PCM bar, you go out and you rip and tear for your respective clubs. You, you get PCMs. You you get PCMs because of the PCM bar, but you also get one of your favorite PCM machines in card form in the packaging yeah. that you can collect. And it's like and yeah, instead of There's tw- there's twenty or thirty to collect. Instead maybe. of Snap and Crackle some Pop. Some of them are like Jason's really rare. And then you have instead of the Snap Crackle Pop, it's Snap Tackle Prop. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yep. The PCM bar by Hellas PCM Sport. PCM bar by Hellas Sport. In collaboration with Kellogg's, but mostly but mainly Sport. We, maybe let's ice out Kellogg's, actually. I think we just do it ourselves. It's a different, it's a different bar. 
Well, it is a different bar, but we I, – I don't know about you, Tom, but it would be nice to lean on Kellogg's um, know-how. That's true, in the Just bar game. G- from the bar game. Distribution well, as well. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, for the chocolate variety, they've got the Cocoa Pops and Lockdown, and for the vanilla variety, they've got the Rice Bubble, and they've got that marshmallow consistency. The, yeah, exactly, the, the cement that sort of sticks it together. So you're probably better off to partner with them. And don't I don't cut if you know spite your face. I don't want to put words in Kellogg's mouth, but I would suggest that – Given the PC world, the anti-sugar world in which we now reside, mm. the, the the LCM bar, soon to be rebranded, rebranded PCM bar, sales probably falling off a cliff, and they want to try and refresh the fucking. I would, I would imagine so. Yeah. Well, they've that was a wild been, guess. They've been trying something because there's now 16 different varieties of LCM. Holy shit! Well, then I mean, be, adding another there used variety, to be two. Yeah, there was like the fucking what chocolate they got now? and the vanilla. So they got. They got chocolate, vanilla, caramel, popcorn, butter, Fruit Loops, Apple Jacks, uh, white chocolate, uh, cocoa pops, Dino Bar, Fairy Bread, Fruit Tingles, Kaleidos. Bro, this is meant sparkle, to be kids' lunches, and there's Fruit Tingles, yogurt, unicorn bar, and they got some split sticks type vibes. Trying too hard. Trying way mm. too hard. Stick to just the tried and tested meat and potatoes, and then the only add-on you want to have is the PCM. Simple. Trademark. <laughs> Tom, Eddie, Dio Dave, the punters, and the dribblers. It's Adelaide Dribble here of mates with Harry Hose, good friends. And I just want to start Sorry. off by saying, Tom, you were talking about the Wiggles last week and how they make no fucking sense. But what about, they have a song called Ride a Cock horse. Now, Dior, do your research. Have a look it up. Ride a cock horse. Now, Tom, I'm sorry, mate. I don't know what little Evie Rose is up to, but my son, he doesn't understand what the fuck ride a cock horse means. I don't get it myself. But they're telling me to ride a cock horse? Now, that could be easily (laughs) misinterpreted to ride a horse cock. Hmm. And you know what I mean? Feel you fucking turncoat piece of shit. <laughs> now, back Harry, Harry, tell him, tell him a quick Chipsy. Yeah, Harry, Harry Hose, good here from uh, well, well, eleven fame. And uh, I, I, I just want to agree with what Chipsy said. Pretty weird. It's a bit, it's a bit weird. And uh, yeah. Classic, I think classic this dribble's come to an end. Mm-hmm. Dave, we can probably wrap that one up. Do um, you want to know the origins of Ride a Cock Horse? Yes. So there's an English nursery rhyme called Ride a Cock Horse to Banbury Cross, and it goes thusly. Ride a cock horse to Banbury Cross to see a fine lady upon a white horse. Rings on her fingers and bells on her toes, and she shall have music wherever she goes. That's the one I remember from the Wiggles. That's what they sing. And it's a weird fucking song. It's a weird fucking song. That's just the reality. That's just the world we're in. They just co-op songs and they become fucking weird. But yeah, Ride a Cock Horse is weird. It's one that you just have to sort of fucking go, okay. Well, What's a cock horse? I don't know. <laughs> um, I think it's just a horse. Cousin of the workhorse? Could be. Look, let's, like, let's... If cocks are chickens, like, it's like a name for an animal. I don't know. A cock horse can mean a high-spirited horse and the additional horse to assist pulling a cart or carriage up a hill. 
It can also mean an entire or uncastrated horse. Okay. Um, side note, and we're not going to wade into this too much, but the uh, the Kiwi uh, powerlifter trans athlete has been named in the uh, Tokyo Women's Olympics to, to powerlift. I just find that fucking insane. With the greatest respect. It's, no. That's just crazy talk to me. It's crazy. How do the other women? How do the women feel? About that's it? what. That's my thing, right? I'm not against any trans people. Like, it's absolutely like if that's the way you feel, be yourself, all that sort of shit. If you're a woman who has trained in fucking powerlifting your whole life, and then this trans athlete comes across who was already, I believe, representing New Zealand in powerlifting as a man, I think finished fourth in the world championship, and then like is that. now powerlifting as a woman, and they're going, "Well, she's not dominant. She's not winning everything." It's like, I don't give a fuck. She's fucking made the Olympics, so she's obviously good. These women that miss out because you're... I just don't get it. I, don't, I feel like I'm taking... Like, I feel like to, to say it, you, you have to tiptoe around it like you're saying something wrong, like you're being a bad person or you're being fucking, like, intolerant. I'm just going, brah, what the fuck are we talking about? Mm. <laughs> it's... Yeah. I don't know. I think it's tough because, like... You don't want to frame it as like, oh, people are using it as a, like a cheat to win a medal because they're not. No, I'm not saying but that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but it's, you know, I don't know. But what, what do you think? I think it's tough because like, I don't think people will go out of their way. Like I said, like people won't go out of their way and be like, oh, I want to win a medal. I'm going to like transition so that I can do that. No, it's obviously a choice not- they've made in their personal life, which of is like course. tough. So. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to also say when they've done that, that they can't keep competing in the sport they're competing in. But don't, don't you think that there the are answer. like, but do, I, I mean, I'm, and we're just having a conversation yeah. here, so don't worry. But like, yeah. don't you think that everything in life has a consequence, good, bad, indifferent, negative? Like if you uh, transition, some things become maybe off the table for you whether it's a, you're a guy or a girl like it doesn't it doesn't yeah. fuck it. it's just like but then it should be well it shouldn't be completely off the table there should be maybe a separate i don't know yeah well you should do, there should be somewhere where they can that. sure you could do you that could do, yeah, you could do a know. separate thing but yeah. it's like it's like it just seems it just seems like it's not it's not we're not having an illogical mm. And they talk about testosterone levels in the Olympics. Like, if you can get below a certain level of testosterone from a man, like if you were a man, mm. but that ignores the base that was yeah. set. That, yeah, well, yeah. That's no, the thing I, I look, feel like I know. no one knows enough about is like the degrees and extents to which you know they might be. I just know, more think or that or it's or. just, but it's just like, yo, you. I, I don't know. It just seems like such a thing where it's like, why are we fighting so hard for this thing to happen? It's like, let's let women who are biologically female compete against biologically female women. If you're a trans athlete, then maybe we work out a way for you to still do the thing you love. But it's like, not everyone can do the thing that they love to do. Some people mm. might have loved, and I mean, you get into a weird territory and you try and make comparisons and I'll probably get fucking in trouble. Although I don't think I would because it's not that. But like... You know, if something, if, if you are a trans person, that is an, you were born in the wrong body, essentially, right? Is that sort yeah, of like, like body how, dysmorphia? Body dysmorphia. Yeah. So that is an unfortunate thing that you were born with, right? The same way that you could be born with any other 
it's not a disability, but like uh, uh, an unfortunate set of circumstances that mean you can't do something you want to do. So it's like, unfortunately, you were born into this situation, which is, you know, it's, it's not, it's unfortunate and you've got to show compassion. Absolutely be who you want to be, but maybe that doesn't tie in directly with being a power lifter against women. Or like, and you were, I feel like you were kind of close to this, but like the way they do the Paralympics and how there are different grades of like disability, because obviously yeah. you wouldn't put someone with like two legs in a running race with, with someone with one leg. Yeah. In a so I don't, and I don't know how testosterone levels work, if that's even like a thing that they can grade or like, but yeah, I don't see why you couldn't. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm not a scientist, but I don't see why you there should be a place for them to compete fairly 100%. And, and not disadvantage other people. Other people. Yeah. 100%. That's fine. Yeah. Anyway, let's know. move on. Yeah. I think we danced around that pretty well. <laughs> yeah, we did well. I think we did all right. Hopefully I won't get cancelled by, well, my, by, I mean, my, by my comrades. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is all right to have an opinion around this thing without saying you're fucking anti-anyone. Mm. Hey, Tommy. Hope the syphilis is doing you well. Thank you so much. Ciao. Okay, that's nice. To the point. Tom, Eddie, punters, dribblers. Uh, just wanted to find out how many times you uh, blew all the lead in your pencil watching the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, globe trotters this afternoon. Um, pretty fucking incredible. Uh, also, if uh, Dylan Walker's not the best utility in the game, I'll give it away. All right, be soon. Yep. Look, I'll take that as a comment because obviously there was lead spilt everywhere. It was a, uh, it was a what do they call it? Like a uh, environmental emergency mm. around Bellevue Hill. There was so much lead. So they had to send in the uh, mm. SES or whatever they're called to clean it all up. Mm. I was warned not to take my dogs to park there because of possible lead poisoning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, um, and don't you know? Don't drink any puddles around. No, nah, nothing, nothing, nothing. So that was um, that certainly happened, Eddie. That's what they said. Yep, that's what they said. Uh, Tom, Eddie, how you going? I would uh, wish uh, hello to your Dave, but it is Origin Week this week, which means you're going to turn into a filthy turncoat, uh, Queenslander. So I'm not going to say hello to you, mate. You don't deserve it. Boys, it's the Fiji Dribbler here. Um, Just calling up firstly to wish you a congratulations. Uh, The famous manly victory over the mighty, mighty Gold Coast Titans. Uh, That's a a hard hard team to get a win over. Not a lot of teams can uh, can beat, so you've done uh, very well there. Uh, Please pass on my congratulations to Desi and the boys. Also, just wanted to call up... um, over the past couple of weeks, uh, we've, we've had Boyd Cordner retire and, and also Jake Friend before that. With the rule changes and the, um, and the added, and, and the added uh, concerns around uh, head knocks and that, do you boys reckon we're seeing the death of the, um, of the grunt and the, the workhorse uh, type, type player in this game? Uh, and we going to see them sort of disappear and, and give rise to the to the more mobile sort of ball playing forwards. Uh, very keen to hear your thoughts. Uh, Origin wins soon, boys, for the Blues, of course. Take care. I don't know if we've seen the death of the grunt, man. I'd say your Dale Finucane is a grunt, man. He's your grunt. He's fucking, he's an unskilled labourer. We've said that for a while. 
He's your grunt. So I don't think that the new concussion things have got rid of the unskilled labourer in rugby league. Mm-hmm. Is Jake Trebojevic not a grunt man? No, he's a skilled labourer. He's a fucking... He's, he's got ball playing yeah, ability. Okay. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and he can play right. multiple positions. Play, he's one of the best ball playing back rowers in the comp. That's fucking disrespectful. Okay, sorry, my, I that. thought that was a compliment. No, look, it's not It's not, well, not a compliment, but it's it's not a compliment if it's against he, someone who has clearly if got... He, if he would, wasn't as skilled as he is, he would be unskilled because he's full of grunt. Yeah. Right. Okay, I get you. But he just does both. He's got too much. Um, but, yeah, look, I still think there's a, there's a, there's a wealth of unskilled labourers in the competition. Mm. And you do – they're good. They're good. They're, they, you know, they rock up. They do their job. Yeah. They don't yeah. command shitloads of money. No, nah, but they, they, just, they, but they show up on time. Yeah. They work their ass off. They're not on their phone. They willing to learn. W- willing to learn. Willing to grow. They just won't learn that much. But They've they got a need, ceiling. But they don't need to. No, they don't need to. They'll just pick up anything you need them to do. Yes. You know what I mean? It. I need you to do this. I'll do it. Yeah, and I'll do it. I need you to jackhammer. And I'll do it. I'll do it. I need you to learn how to... Uh, use the grinder. I'll do it. Use the grinder. I'll do it to waterproof this section over here. All right, leave it with me. And there's no YouTube recommendation videos happening there. No. It's, and just, they done, it's done on instinct and it's just vibe. Done. Unless you have access to YouTube and do it, then I think it's fine. <laughs> and they wouldn't wear red jeans to a workshop. They might not re- wear red jeans. That came up at my family lunch on Saturday, and I got bagged out by everyone. My dad was bagging the fuck out of me actually last week about that. The fact that you own red jeans. Well, they're maroon. They're not red. They're maroon. And if you've got a problem with maroon, then you can fuck off. Obviously, our origin week differently, but Manly Seagulls, maroon. Uh, but yeah, I, I own maroon jeans, and I also own a blue button-up T-shirt shirt that I thought would also be paired nicely. <laughs> and some Dunlop Volley steel cap boots. Well, shoes. We know this, all right? We do. But I'm not the unskilled labourer of Fanukan ilk. You know what I mean? I'm just unskilled. Found myself in the labouring game. It is what it is. And I got bagged out for it. Not for labouring, but for wearing red jeans. Let's move on. That's it. That's it. We're done. That's it. We're done. Boom. Yeah. Um, we'll be dropping a video uh, about the Bounce Out trackies this week, and there will be a link in the bio and all that shit later in the week about getting in with your pre-order. There'll be all this information, but... I would say that the sizing Eddie is going to be a size up from what you usually wear. So uh, shout out to all the sponsors uh, and uh, I guess we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Reach out Kelly Slater. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>